get up. <laughs> Come on, get going. You got to get up. You're better than this. You can't lay there in self-pity. Get up. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself. What's that on up yonder? Why, it looks like two hillbillies talking about mini trucks to me. <laughs> Y'all are fixing to listen to the voice of the lowlife. Gather around and revel in the good word of the lowest common denominator podcast. So I was in the Food City parking lot today, Shay. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, this is already going to oh, be. It's first of the month. Well, I can only imagine. It is first, Miss. It is first, Oh, miss. God. And I pulled in front of a four-door F-150. It was lowered a little bit. Now, it was on just, you know, boss-type early 2000s, just ugh, rims. Well, bear with me here. So it had some vinyl graphics. You remember when vinyl graphics on the truck was really cool? Yeah, like the early 2000s? Yeah, like early 2000s, right? Yeah. A little bit after Fast and Furious. Yeah, it was a big thing. A little thing. bit before Fast and Furious 3, Tokyo Drift, the greatest yeah. one ever. Yeah, well, right, so right, right. It, it, I think that's fair for most people. It, it is. That being said, ugh, <clears> must <throat> with that LS. Uh, that being said, <laughs> so I'm looking at this F-150, and it's covered in vinyl graphics, okay? Yeah. And everywhere on it, it says outlaw in big letters. It's got like panel board graphics, but outlaw in big ass letters, just big black outlaw. So he really wants you to know he's an outlaw. Oh, really? But then I drive around it because I'm an asshole and I took a few pictures. And his license plate, his custom license plate in the back, it says lawman. Okay, so we got outlaw on the side. No, it gets better. We got outlaw on the side. We've got lawman on the custom tag. Then I go around and it says Jesus is my co-pilot. So is he implying that Jesus is implicated in his crimes and that he is a self-regulatory law person? Don't you have to pick a side when you advertise that? Straight from the hills and hollers of eastern Kentucky, we're fresher than a dozen eggs from a one-legged brown hen. We put the cult in mini truck and culture. We are we are your hashtag voice of the low life. I'm LMC. And this is my co-host, the virtuoso of voltage, the antithesis of silence, and the newest member of Noisy Boy Customs, Noisy the one, the Boy only Custom. Shay Mullins. How, How the hell are you, Shay? Oh, what the <laughs> fuck? And that well, means noisy that means boy I have, what the fuck? It's the greatest club ever. Right. I had a cousin. Okay, uh-huh. I had this cousin. His name was. I don't know, cousin one. I don't remember. <laughs> he doesn't listen. It doesn't matter. But he drove this, and I use this term very loosely, the slammed 89 Escort, okay? And he had just like a wall. He slammed an Escort? He had a wall of 15s in it. Now, they, now they were they were actually really surprisingly decent subs. He works at McDonald's in Whitesboro. He's still there. He's a maintenance guy there. But he had a banging system. And he asked me one day, he he called me Cousin Lee, you know. Was, hey, cousin, cousin Lee. Lee. Cousin Lee. Cousin Lee. Hey, Cousin Lee, can you design me a logo? I'm like, yeah, Justin, whatever. His name is Justin. Uh, can you design me a logo? I'm like, yeah, God, yeah. Because I actually like this cousin because I don't like most of my family. But this one was actually kind of rad. Anyway, he's like, okay, I got a car club now. I'm like, okay, you do? Great. And uh, it's called Noisy Boys. B-O-I-Z? B-O-Y-Z back then. The I thing hadn't really That's happened right. at That's that right. point. That's right. kind right. of a later. It so, was. So, yeah. So, I had a, and, and I just thought that for the day, you would be a badass honorary <laughs> member of Noisy Boys. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not quite boys. Twisty Boys, but it's Noisy Boys. The Noisy Boys. So, tonight is an addition. Slammed Escort. You're really stuck in the Slammed Escort yeah, thing, Yeah, I really you? am. That's yeah, he did. He uh, It was my grandma's old car. And, and uh-huh. I, it was so cool. I'd kill to have it. It was a white four-door 89 Escort. I swear to God, I would kill to have it. That's on my my Mount Rushmore of vehicles I'd like to have. A fucking Escort. A fucking Escort. Before that, she had a 260 Datsun. A brown one oh, with a tan I'm, interior. I'd be all about that. Yeah, but she didn't drift a, it, though. Oh, it wasn't really her thing. I'd like have a Datsun. Because yeah, there are gravel roads around here. It's hard to drift. Actually, it's easier to drift. It really is. It's but just you, not as impressive. Right, right. Because right. it looks like you're pulling into a flea market on fire. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and speak, listen, so oh let's God. use that to segue to our 
our guest because I'm not sure where this guest is from. They even have flea markets or gravel roads, and we're going to find out, and we're going to we're going to pick his brain tonight. So we're going to ask him hillbilly. We're questions. really excited about this. We're going to ask hillbilly questions. Absolutely, we're going to ask more hillbilly questions in the Cracker Barrel menu at Murfreesboro, Tennessee. That's that's yeah, a you lot like of that, hib- huh? that's, a, that's a lot of hillbilly questions. Will there be um, any rocking chairs out front for this? Yeah, I was at Cracker Barrel in Moorhead, Kentucky last weekend. Okay, and they had rocking chairs with. Don't sit here, signs. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to post a picture of that because they literally, it just so strange to me. They were socially distanced rocking chairs. That doesn't make any sense. But then they still said, so due to the COVID pandemic and the order from our lovely governor, you can't sit in our fine Chinese made rocking chairs. <laughs> well, they're not crash men. I mean, think no, about it. No, you know. They're not nice, honestly. Do God. you think that the Pigeon Forge? Cracker Barrel has artisan-made rocking chairs since they were literally made just right up the road? Well, I would say Probably that, not. No. No, probably not. No. So anyway, so we have a guest tonight. They might that label may, them up the road. <laughs> that may or may not have gravel parking lots and flea markets in his state. We yeah. don't know. We're going to find out, among many other things. And this is a entry in the LCD Legends series, which we've not done in a little bit. And I'm really excited to get the chance wow, who that. who was the last one? I guess it was Charles. I guess it was Charles. Charles. Which, which okay, Charles Banks from the yeah. classic, at, at classic underscore mini trucks account. And we're going to segue into another LCD legend. And I'm really, really excited about this one. And you know, one of the things I meant to ask him was how he wanted to be introduced, but I screwed that up. We did not cover that. It's we good. did not. We talked the, about that before. In the three minutes of, of okay, like well, uh, chaos we're, before. We're just going, what's, I'll just choose a name. You choose a name. We'll go with that. Are, are we going to make up our own names? Because that's not, well. they got their own cool names. They do. I've, I've heard a lot of them. So we'll go with one of those. this guest is one of the, personally, he has been so reaffirming to us. Truly. You know, there's truly. been a couple of people in this scene, you know, Jamie from Mini Truck Cult, for example, that have been since very early on just unbelievably positive mm-hmm. about what we're doing, which makes me wonder, I mean, why? Why the hell? Why, what are they I doing? Don't, I don't know. But don't, whatever. We're, hey. he, asked, he asked us to remain with the power of positivity tonight, and that's exactly what we're going to do. <laughs> so every listener that listens to us, I guarantee you will recognize this voice, and we're going to introduce him. But first and foremost, we're going to find out how real podcasters do it tonight. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen that may be listening, let me introduce to you LCD legend for episode 27, the one, the only, Mike Murray. How oh, the hell are you, Mike? Mango Mike. Beautiful day down here in southwest Florida. And uh, <laughs> I am actually just absolutely um, excited to be on here with my two favorite hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are beyond honored to have you. I mean, this is such a neat experience to us. You know, quite literally, uh, you, you, we, we look up to you very much in what you do and the fact that you took your time to talk to us. And, and we're going to pick your brain a little bit tonight. You know, we're going to hit you up with some things that you're not accustomed to and, and hopefully kind of get you a little bit out of the box and stuff. But I think anybody hearing that voice, just that voice, that intro right there is going, wait, what? What do we click on? This this ain't the right podcast. Them boys are talking about flea markets. What the hell has Mike got himself into? But no, Mike. You know, this is so funny. You say flea markets, and you ask about gravel roads. And guys, I grew up in good old Ruskin, Florida. Okay, okay. I grew up a poor little boy in Ruskin, <laughs> Florida, and believe me, there was plenty of gravel roads, and there was plenty of flea markets in my past. Believe me, we were actually just at one on Sunday. If you really want to know the truth, really, really. Well, what I really want to know is what were you looking for? Yeah, really. You know, that's what that's what really what do they defines sell a at person. Your flea market? What do you, what do they sell at your flea market? I bet they're a lot nicer than ours. Oh, I have to be. Well, the one thing we did notice, there's a lot of jewelry stores at the flea market. 
and there is a lot of China shit being sold at the flea market. Oh, that sucks. And pretty much booth in that flea market all sold the same shit. So, <laughs> wow. Oh my God! I think uh, I think the vendors mall thing has really went that direction. Uh, yeah. Do you do you remember do you remember Dropjaw, Mike? Oh, absolutely, Glenn. Well, Glenn Glenn Pilgrim is one of my best buddies for a very long time, and and Glenn actually once he folded Dropjaw, he has made a career, as he says it, a junk slinger. But he has actually made a career doing the vendor mall thing. That is what he does for a living, and does very very well. And he's actually got it down just kind of a science. Yeah, no, we definitely had some huge flea markets down here. The Red Barn brings up a lot of um, memories when I was a kid and up. And we spent a lot of weekends there because good old grandpa and grandma have their booth. Oh, Oh, that's cool. So your family actually sold some stuff there. That's really neat. So you got to see it from both perspectives. Oh, yeah. Spent lots of time there, believe me. And it was that same from China that they sold there too. <laughs> what is the, what is the coolest flea market find that you've ever found? Ooh, actually, it was funny because it was just this Sunday, and it was. And I swear to God, I thought of my boy ODB because this guy is the biggest. He collects everything. It doesn't matter what it is. You go into his shop in his uh, backyard, and this guy has got anything and everything you can possibly think of because he doesn't get rid of. Anything. <laughs> and always on me about Rad, the stupid ass oh, yeah. movie Rad. The BMX movie, of I course. Ride, always used to ride BMX bikes all the time when we were growing up. Always, always. Sure. I never watched the stupid ass movie Rad. Oh my and God. He even tried, me, tried tricking me, telling me the girl gets naked in it. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dirty. <laughs> That's so dirty. Well, you know, he is called ODB. <laughs> yeah, right, that's right. Oh, yeah. I love it. That's great. <laughs> Rad DVD, original Rad DVD, this just this past Sunday at the flea market. So I take it over and I show the lady, and I was like, "All right, well, how much are you want?" Because of course, there's no price on it; everything's negotiable, you know. Sure. So I take it over there, like, "All right, uh, how much you want for the DVD?" This lady looks right at me. She tells me fifty dollars. Oh my I'm like, god! I'm thinking five bucks. No. No good, no good. I was like, all right, well, you can keep your rad movie. Um, because, uh, I'm not paying. So I thought that was going to be my best fine ever because I thought I was really going to make uh, ODB really happy after that. But, yeah, that, yeah. that didn't work out. $50, so was, not for $50. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's what she wanted, 50 bucks. And, uh, of course, that was the only one that didn't have a price tag on it. But, hey, it is what it is. Uh, so, she, she's seen you coming, man. She's seen you coming, you know. I bet you had the OLP hat with the the rad parody on it. I bet she recognized that and thought, right here, this is my pigeon, man. I'm going to make some serious money off of him. <laughs> Maybe. Well, considering there was nobody else in her damn store that day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. That's awesome. You know, well, that, that's cool. At, we at ours, we, we sell uh, pork rinds. And, and fake Oakleys. Folkleys. Folkleys. And, yeah. Oh, don't, don't forget the person selling work clothes. So old Dickies, old used old Dickies. Don't Dickies, and, Dickies and red caps, but they're yeah. well worn, and they mm-hmm. have somebody else's name in them. And the lady that sells the old uh, school lunch trays. Oh, I forgot about Can't those. There's, there's always the lunch tray lady. I don't understand it. Who don't, goes by the lunch trays at the flea I market? I have no idea. So, so, so Mike, weird. You know, you're cool enough here to come on this, and and one of the things we always kind of dig into is is the show scene that's something that we're really really all about you know we're constantly preaching how much we love going to shows and how much we miss certain shows and things like that um 
So I'm going to lead into kind of what's on our mind, but I've got a question for you first. Uh, first and foremost, you know, you are the promoter of the After Dark show, which is the first major show of the year. And it's coming up in just less than two weeks, which is like crazy. Am I right on that? Yes. Yeah. It's uh, February 13th, 14th. Is that right? Or 13th? Yeah, 13th. It's just February 13th. It's Lover's Weekend, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Lover's <laughs> Weekend. I love it. Well, before we start talking about After Dark, and I'm really excited to do that, uh, let me ask you a weird question. We mentioned shows. We mentioned how much we miss certain shows. You growing up in Florida, and one of our listeners, Awesome Rob Ireland, uh, he's a Miami guy. He grew up in that early 90s mini truck scene, and, and he tells me stories about it all the time that are just really, really intriguing. Uh, and, and a lot of those shows are gone. You being in the Florida scene, and, and you know, you're roughly my age and stuff, what is the show down there that you miss the most? You know, what, Do you have a show that was kind of like your Eleanor that you have some great memories from that's no longer around? Well, first of all, my age is my narrative, and let me run my narrative, okay? Okay, yeah, absolutely, man. This is You're the guest. <laughs> uh, I, that uh, always you're saying, you know, when Shay tries to talk about how old you are. You oh, know, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I forgot about that. I, oh, my how old are you? Uh, I am 43, sir. No, no, I was just Lee how old he was. I want him to say it. Oh, hey, Shay. My age is go fuck yourself. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, uh. That's a great question. It's so funny because when we grew up, um, you know, growing up and going to shows and 16, 17 years old, I'll never forget we had a on here that basically had a damn show every freaking weekend. Bill Cox was his name. And my favorite show ever was Water Mania there in Kissimmee, Florida. Um, it was a water park, and I had a truck show at the water park. So we got to bring our vehicles and park inside the water park. And so they were all set up, all the vehicles all set up around the water park, and you're getting to ride the rides and just oh do, the, do the dance. That's so fucking and cool. Awesome. But, of course, just like everything in Orlando, they have now torn – that place has you know, been long gone – down and built condos there. Oh, that's so. Sucks. That's no longer. But that by far was probably one of my favorite shows ever. Um, you know, that's no longer um, you know going now. It's, it was called Water Mania. Oh my God, that's amazing! I can't imagine that kind of backdrop and and uh, the photo shoots there would have been just absolutely nuts. I, was it ever covered in the magazines? Because I'm gonna have to look this one up. You know what? I don't think. Like I said, this was Bill Cox, and he did a show every weekend in the state of Florida. We were we were just a small club, and uh, Seductive Styles was the name of the club. Okay. This was, shoot, we're talking twenty, Jesus, twenty five years ago now. I mean, right. it was a long damn. Time. And um, we would follow him everywhere from Key West to Orlando uh, up to the Panhandle, and every week. And it was, you know, it was like you were talking the other day about the guy that had the. The, um, the trophies and giving them out every time and he'd add up points and he did the same crap and it was the same thing. So every weekend, you know, we're just a bunch of kids that would follow this guy around and had all these stupid plastic trophies and, you know, it basically was just giving this guy 20 bucks and you're getting a trophy every week, you know, type deal. And, um, but it was cool and we thought it was cool, you know, back then and, and we were having a good time. So that's, that's basically what we did is just followed Bill Cox around the state of Florida and went to all his damn shows and, and padded his pocket. So it was cool. You know, obviously you really honestly do listen to us because I'd forgot that I ever said that as you're telling that I'm sitting here thinking that's a good idea. And I'm like, wait a minute, that actually happened. You listen, he listens to us better than I actually <laughs> listen. That's awesome. So, you know, well, I 
I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, um, that's kind of is that your beginnings in the show scene? Because you know, obviously now you're a successful show promoter among other other projects and everything, uh, and you own an unbelievably badass truck that I don't know if I'm even allowed to talk about, but I'm I'm stoked that you've sent me some some cheater pictures on it. And is it okay to show Shay? Can I show Shay? Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. You, you're going to get a live reaction because I have not shown him yet, but I think uh, I think this will be a lot of fun. You want you want to see? Yeah, uh, we'll see it. Let's see it. Check this bad boy out. Look at that. Do not scroll to the left. Those I are do personal. Not, do not want to scroll to the left. Damn. Uh huh. Yeah. There, there you go. There's you. Though. There's you. An unbiased, objective live reaction, Mike. Damn. It looks like glass. I, yeah. I like it. It will out and about for the first time at OBI, so Orange Beach Invasion. I definitely look forward to it, and I, I can't wait to see it, man. It's It's been a long time coming. Um, I've been around for a long time, and this is probably going to be the first time in forever that I actually have uh, a damn mini truck again, and I look so look so forward to it. When was the last time you had a, a truck at a show? Well, uh, the last time was <clears throat> the first time I went to LST, and that was Eight years ago, I had my uh, 97 two-door uh, bag body dropped uh, uh, Tahoe um, there. And oh then and did that whole buddy deal where we're going to put a new motor, new engine. Uh, I'm sorry, new transmission, new motor, and just fix a bunch of stuff that needs to be fixed. And we were going to be back out and, you know, on the road again. Yeah. Yeah, three years later, I was like, ah, burnt out. So, wow. um, got out. Great, great money. I said sold. So he came and picked it up the next week, and uh, right after that, I turned around and I bought that uh, that Mazda from a buddy of mine that had been sitting in his garage for about uh, three years. And uh, so I went, picked that up, took it right over to Profab, Florida. He put a whole new because that truck there. I'll send you pictures of what it used to look like. Oh, I'm it was excited. actually it it was actually a um, mini truck cover truck. I'm going to show you what a old mini truck cover truck looks like um, underneath and on top. And, <laughs> I yeah. have been I have been lucky or unlucky enough to have been involved in a couple of cover truck builds in the last 20 years, and and I can say from firsthand experience, some of the shortcuts taken occasionally are just really kind of mind numbing. You know, if nothing else, that really resolved me on any build that I do to try and make it as clean underneath it as it is outside. In fact, sometimes I put more emphasis into the frame and into things of that nature. Um, but no, I've seen some real haggard messes and, and that are covered up with, with wire ties and, and Bondo and God knows what else. So no, I'm really excited to see the truck. See, I actually don't know which truck it is. So that makes it even more of an Easter egg to me. I can't wait to see it. Oh, yeah. No, I'll definitely send you some pictures of what uh -huh. it looked like before. And I'll send you some pictures of when the bed came off, and you get to see the frame, and then I'll show you uh, the pictures of after uh, Profab got done with it. So basically, Profab finished what he had to do, and um, and then I went picked it right back up and took it right over to uh, uh, Scott over in Panama City, and that's where it's at now. And now he's doing all the paint and body work and uh, reworking the bed and uh, re -re redid the whole uh, rear end for me. And um, like I said, I'm just excited to get it back out. And, and what's really cool is my wife's excited. It's been a long time coming, and, and uh, so she's getting excited, too, so that's, that's even better. So from, from listening to uh, OLP, and, of course, I know everybody knows that you are you know one of the two hosts of OLP here. So listen to that. If I'm not mistaken, you're actually going to paint your mailbox to that same yellow, right? <laughs> I mean, aren't we getting an HOA waiver here so that you can, you can you know, graphic up the neighborhood? Uh, and if I could get felt, <laughs> I'd have to come over here. <laughs> I, I, 
park you mean not not my hoa or you know it's it's a, it's a big trailer park that i live in okay and uh, oh, yeah. no knock on people that live in trailer parks because believe me i grew up in one um but uh yeah so odb gives me a hard time all the time about uh having uh feltham come over and uh basically graph up my house and put graphics <laughs> all over my, my mailbox and my it. roof and you oh, name it, it. He, he, he can put graphics everywhere mini trucking graphics everywhere so but unfortunately, where I live, I cannot have one of those cool-ass mailboxes. Uh, that would be pretty awesome if I could. Oh, that sucks. That sucks. And, and, and honestly, man, that's one thing we don't ever rag on. I grew up uh, when my daddy went back to school. My dad was a state trooper, a uh, Kentucky state trooper. And after he uh, quit there and went back to school, we lived in the housing projects in Lexington, Kentucky. And we oh. couldn't afford the English-speaking housing projects. And that's, and that's not nice. an exaggeration. Uh, nice. We did not have an English-speaking neighbor. So when I was two years old, my dad was in law school. And, and this is one of the reasons I always wanted this Chevy Love. My dad was in law school. And of all the random things, mom was getting ready for, for, for whatever. And I snuck into the kitchen. And I was two. And I remember it. It's funny how you can remember these traumatic events in your life. And she had a jug of Clorox on the bar. Uh, she was you know washing laundry or whatever in the kitchen. Uh, and I drank some of this Clorox. I thought it was Kool-Aid or something. Poured it in a glass, drank it. And, and mom tells a story. She see me come around the corner and just fall flat on my face. And, and legally, I was dead for a few minutes. And at that the explains time, a lot. It explains a lot. What's wrong with me? Probably. Yeah, that really does. No, this is all true. I swear in the Bible. That's fucked, uh, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Just called me stupid. But, but any, well, I was two. But anyway, so I, I literally, and my mom, she, she was a little backwards anyway. And I, and I don't say that negatively. She's just very country. And not a damn thing wrong with her. Just country. You know, it was the, it was the early 80s. She didn't know what to do. There was no really phones to call, cell phones to call poison control or anything. And she ran out screaming, and nobody understood what was going on. And finally, a cop went by and, and, and you know, took us to the hospital. And, and anyway, it goes back to my uh, the Chevy Love. Dad was in a class in law school. And they come and got him said, you know, your son is, is bad sick, and, and you need to go to the ER. And he went out to get this Chevy Love. That's the only vehicle we had at the time. And he couldn't get it to start. And it, it was a hand-me-down truck. It come from his, his uh, stepfather. Couldn't get it to start. And that's one thing Dad always, you know, resolved himself at that point to be a, a damn good attorney so he'd always have a safe vehicle because he said one of the most horrifying moments ever in his life was to think that his son was, you know, medically in a lot of trouble and he couldn't get to him. But anyway, that being said, so I totally want that love for that reason. I guess that's not really a cool story to want that love now that I tell that, that is, is it? That is not a cool yeah, story. Yeah, I probably should That should've. is the opposite of a cool story. I may, I may delete that. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's a horrible-ass story. All right, so let's move into something that doesn't involve killing kids. You know, my, my dad had a Chevy Love, and he had, he bored out the motor and everything and hauled shit with it all the time. So, you know, you and I know our uh, influences. What got you into this scene, Mike? And I hate using the scene, but, you know, that's one of those things we can't really – not use that word anymore you know where was your, where what got you into it well uh i had a buddy uh and i'm and i'm sorry buddy. that i just told a terrible buzzkill story and brought the mood down so let's just look over that one he knows you do that <laughs> yeah he listens he knows <laughs> i listen enough i know how this works man i know how this works <laughs> gotcha gotcha no that lived right around the corner i went to school with him his older brother had a 89 square body s10 and Honestly, I was more into the sound side um, more than the mini truck side because every time we knew when Terry was coming down the road, because, I mean, our whole damn trailer was just shaking, shaking, going crazy. And, look, here comes here comes Terry. Terry's coming home. And we would always run, you know, all the kids in the neighborhood. His brother was about like three, four years older than what we, we all were. 
and he would come home and he just got you know he had six fifteens in the back of the the, um, the bed of this uh you know this s10 and we just thought it was the coolest thing ever you know and that really is pretty much what started i mean he had the 15 inch wires you know it was lowered you didn't have hydraulics or anything like that because you know like shay he's got all these damn speakers sure. and all these equipment uh you know he's got more money in the equipment than he does in anything else i mean it, was, it wasn't a bad looking truck but it was definitely it sounded awesome and so that is what really got me into it and that was like, like at a really early age and then like I said, we grew up real poor, so I didn't really have opportunities for vehicles and all that stuff like that. And it was more or less, I, hey, I wanted the cool, the cool clothes and the cool shoes because I had to work for that. Mom couldn't, you know, uh, sure. you know, buy it for us. And uh, so, my first car was a Cavalier a Z24 uh, Cavalier. So I thought it was really cool because it was really fast, you know. Until I blew that up, and then, <laughs> uh, then right? I, <laughs> thank God I got my wife, and and she actually. Um, I say my wife, but she is my wife now, but she was 17 at the time and I was 16. We started dating and she had a truck. She had an S10. Okay. And uh, I didn't even know how to drive stick. So she actually taught me how to drive stick. And, um, so we ended up trading that one in. It was just a regular standard cab, just a basic ass truck. It was her first new vehicle, her first truck. And then we traded that in and we got an extended cab, 96 extended cab S10. And that started it for both you know for both of us that's when we started we had a checkers um back in the day where we lived that where everybody on tuesday nights was there that had a cool car and I, when i say everybody there had to be a, i want to say that like the busiest time was like 700 vehicles and this is of course back in the day when it was just crazy early you know late 90s early 2000s and um i'm not good with all the dates like you are i know you how you pop off these dates i'm like how the hell does this guy do that hey i'll but, tell you i'll tell you the trick to it mike it's real easy i just make them up as i go <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the secret is out finally and, oh shit what date was that again oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we'd always go to the checkers and we would hang out in this checkers and everybody there's like 700 vehicles there of just anything and everything and like i said we tended more towards the base guys and the stereo guys so when we all started out we got the 15 by 7 eagles man that was our awesome. our first uh rims and we got it lowered three four had this brilliant idea that this buddy of mine was like we could just heat up the springs man because you know we didn't have real good jobs <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and we're paying for this new truck for crying out loud and um so yeah we heated the springs and our dumbasses like we would turn a corner and like half the truck would be like down on the ground the other half would be up in the air. <laughs> i so, love it that's why when you guys were talking about um, the other day, where you are, you know, well, I said the other day, but one of your podcasts, I don't remember which one it was. I, I'm sorry. It was uh, 23, episode 23, talking about where you went to a show, and then you just got a couple guys that, if you're going to do it, do it right, guys. Don't save up your money, and if you're going to lower your truck, just do it the right way the first time. You'll save so much money, and you'll save so many issues. That so brings me do to, it right. to one. We, uh, I guess it was five, six years ago, we took this extreme blazer and we wanted to lower it we, we didn't have nobody so what we did we took all the suspension out of the front literally no springs it was on shocks and the back one leaf set on frame the whole time no coils no coils no. yeah that doesn't really work yeah it, it worked Jesus Christ. we drove around like that Oh my yeah, God. yeah, it rode like garbage. At the H word, they used to actually we used to have a static drop limbo. 
which oh. in the grand scale of things wasn't really smart. Yeah, you didn't help people with that. And there either. was people that would literally push something in, static drop. They would yank coils in the parking lot, and they would push something in that was dragging, literally dragging on the static. So we had to refine the rules a little bit. <laughs> but it was really funny the level of idiocy that people would go to to win. Like It was like a $20, I think it was a $50 gift certificate from Thorbeck. Jason always sent me a handful of, of gift certificates that we always give out for those kind of prizes, and which was awesome. He never wanted any credit for it at all. He got so mad at me anytime I would mention that he was a sponsor. And I don't, I don't know, I just he was very humble about it, which is you super know, cool. And my show, I have this class that has no rules. Literally has no rules. What show, Shay? What show? What fucking show do you have? Crank it up. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You actually, huh, you, asshole. Okay, okay. You, you actually thought was, you was going to fucking get me, didn't you? I thought, huh. I thought I was going to get you. I thought I was going to call you I have you a class with no rules, and people will bring in like a speaker sitting or passenger side seat that's like four inches from the windshield. Not allowed. <laughs> because if I didn't have a class like that, I'd have to tell these stupid skitter jiggies that there's nothing they can compete in you know, did you really stupid. Did you really have to defame them more by calling them stupid oh, skitter jiggies? Oh, my God. I think, I I think skitter jiggies alone, we just kind of assume that they're probably not the sharpest oh. razor blade in the hardware door. I'm sorry, man. Just, no, man, it's they, cool. They, it's they, cool. Just, they get under my skin when they come there and they say something really stupid to me, and I just have to let them say, listen, I suffer a lot for this show, and you come down here and ask me a dumbass question? Well, you know, that's that's a good segue for me to bounce back to Mike there for a second. Uh, how many hey, years? Hey, Lee. Yo. You know one thing I have learned listening to y'all's podcast? That Shay does not have the, the proper customer service skills to be putting on shows. You know, ironically, I've done customer service my whole life. That's probably why I don't have them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, burnt. You know, I, I'm burnt. That's as what a, it is. As a show promoter yourself, Mike, sometimes it's really hard to do that. It's, it's so hard. And that's something that I really enjoy. <laughs> that's something I really enjoy about doing the podcast sides of things. And first and foremost, you know, you told me not to be self-deprecating, so I'm gonna I'm gonna back off from that. But in all sincerity, it really humbles me and surprises me that people want to listen to us just talk and tell stories. And, and I don't pull any punches anymore. I feel like now that I'm not a show promoter, and I have no intention of ever being a show promoter again. I don't have to be nice. You can tell the show's trash now. You know, you as a show promoter. I'm sure that you've dealt with some really stupid situations. And I promise, Mike, we're going to get into After Dark Talk. But let me ask you this question first. As a show promoter in the years that you've done it and stuff, what's the dumb? and you don't have to give names, we sure as hell don't want to make anything obvious, but what's the dumbest situation that you've had to diffuse or deal with as a show promoter? That's a good question. You know, what, what have you been faced with that just makes you scratch your head and go, why the hell am I doing this? Well, one thing that I'll never forget was I had a vendor come to me and he goes i think i got a guy that just got done giving me a fake 100 dollars bill oh wow and hmm, okay i was like do you know where this guy's at so when uh, and i don't know if you guys are aware of this i know you've i've heard you talk about slam fest before um i was a member and president of mini madness for eight years what? and holy mini shit course, no uh, when dude what what year range i did not know this and i'm going somewhere with this okay. what years so I this was uh this was uh the 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 eight years now what uh I guess I can just throw a number at you and you said it would work so 2013 to okay um I actually go back shit 2009 to 2019 yes so what the so hell roughly, no why did I not know this. That is that so, is amazing, yeah. and, and you know, here's the thing, man. Is is geographically speaking, I'm pretty isolated. I'm not connected anymore. There was a time in my life that I felt I at least had one or two pretty damn good connections, all things considered. 
I'm, I'm not connected anymore, and I'm very out of the loop on things. So first of all, I'm sorry I didn't know that. I feel like an absolute dumbass. And second of all, mini madness to me has always been, and see if you understand the parallel here, to me it's almost a pebble pushers type club. It is that superstar geographic club. It's got its own area and has no reason to, to really branch out because it has the utmost respect you know, as being a regional club. And I don't say that negatively. you got to understand that. I mean this as a compliment because mm-hmm. in 1999, I'm standing there in a Walmart parking lot on a Tuesday in Pigeon Forge. And this really is 99. Now, that's that's an accurate number. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sitting yep. there in a parking lot in Walmart, uh, uh, Walmart parking lot in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, technically Sevierville, whatever. It's all the same damn thing. And there are these guys there on a Tuesday. And I remember a baby blue lifted shaved uh, GMT 400 uh, round body, uh, you know, step side on like 44s. And I remember that he brought in the 44s in the bed of his truck and drove in street tires. I thought that was really cool. There was a really badass CRX on a trailer, a couple of round bodies in a trailer, and TC Coleman's dually, the, you know, the Ford F-350 dually. And I'm a nobody. I'm 19. No, hell, I'm 18 or 7. I'm 18 years old. I'm an absolute nobody, and I had made up made up this website called minitruckweek.com, and that was a website that I ran for a year or two, and all it was was just about Pigeon Forge Mini Trucking Nationals. I was so obsessed with the Pigeon Forge Mini Nats back then. You know, I, I lived and breathed it. I'd start the countdown the day I went home. I was already counting down for next year. And that year, I drove myself, like, I guess it was the second time I ever drove myself, and we're there way crazy early. We get there on a Tuesday I go to Walmart, there's all these guys, and, I, and I'm just moping around looking at them with my little Sony Mavica digital camera that took a floppy disk in the side. Man, I thought I was hot shit. And, uh, and I'm looking at all these cars, and those guys were just so unfreaking believably nice to me. They treated me, hell, they treated me like I was Brandon Burrell. They treated me like I was a real media person. And they talked, they invited me to Slam Fest. I'm a kid, I'm a nobody. I'm in a slightly lifted Tacoma. With clear tail lights and a, and a bumping stereo system, and that is it. I'm a nobody. Hell, I'm, I have frosted tips, and I'm wearing beaded necklaces and camo shorts and Vans or DCs or <laughs> Not something. Not an exaggeration. Not either. an exaggeration. Oh, hell, I think I posted a picture the other day. And uh, and these guys were so unbelievably cool to me. Now, I have never been to Slam Fest, and I've always wanted to go. And this year, 100%, I have two shows in Florida I'm going to try my best to get to, uh, one of them being Slam Fest. And, and yeah, I will never forget. And I don't know if, if I, I assume TC is still involved, but I would love to meet him one day and just shake his hand and say, man, you know, you guys, you know, 20 years ago were nice to a kid in a parking lot that was a nobody. And I want you to know that that kid to this day has not forgot about that because that was such a monumental moment in my life and my growth as a mini trucker. If those guys hadn't taken the time to talk to me in that parking lot, hell, I may be playing golf right now. But that really made me love it even so much more that they, these, these, these fucking superstars took the time to talk to some hillbilly kid, and they forever steeled my love for this, this scene. And uh, so, man, I didn't know that, but super big props. And I'm sorry. Are we going to let Mike answer his question now? Who? Do we have a guest in this episode? Oh, dear God. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think he hung up a minute ago. But, oh, man, seriously, I-, I wish I'd done my homework a little bit better. I did not realize your involvement in that, and I feel like a dumbass. But but thank you for, for being in that club that I hold in so high regards. No, absolutely. And, like, to go right off of your story, we were at a show in, um, in Orlando, Florida. Um, it was called The Big Show. And we were just, we had a, just a, you know, draw, it was our 96 S10s just dropped, you know, rims and, uh, you know, no big deal. 
Well, our brakes ended up going out, and I don't know how, don't know why, but we had no brake fluid in our damn, uh, mm. in our, you know, in our floor there. And, well, the guys from Mini Madness, you know, they stopped. We were on the side of the road. They stopped, um, and uh, they helped us out, and they ended up inviting us back to, uh, to one of their houses, and um, they were having a party. And we went and we had lunch with them first, and then we went and um, went back to the to the house and, you know, hung out with those guys, and that was pretty much it. You know, from that on, we ended up being – we were in Mini Madness for 15 years. Wow. And, um, and then the last eight of that uh, is when I, you know, became president and I ran um, Slamfest. And, uh, but my first show – my first big show was actually 96 um, at, you know, there at Slamfest. Wow. And just like you said. I was starstruck. I was like, holy cow, all these guys walking around pink shirts that were putting on, you know, one of the biggest shows in the state of Florida, you know, well, the biggest show in the state of Florida. And I was just like, oh, my God, I want to be a part of this. You know, I want to do this. And this is this is amazing. And uh, so every year, I, like I said, I was in a club, Seductive Styles, and then we had went to uh, Slamfest, Slamfest, you know, every every year, every year, every year. And then finally. Um, you know, I had my chance and, you know, I ended up leaving seductive styles because it, it all like basically fell apart. It was a little bunch of little hillbillies and, uh, you know, trying to uh, put a club together and it, it, it was a joke. And, uh, he's easy now with the H word. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't another H word that one day, hopefully we get to actually talk about, but anyway, one day, um, yeah, one day. And so, you know, we just, we had the opportunity to, to join them and, and definitely we did. And, and for 15 years, you know, they, we were, we were, you know, we were, uh, it was good, great 15 years and traveled all over the place. And, but like you said, um, you know, they treated you like you were one of them and, uh, it was, it was a great time, dude, had an awesome time. And, uh, but yes, Planfest 96 was my very first show. And it's so funny because that was also where we didn't know each other, but that was also ODB's. Uh, first show and no first kidding. time ever to slam six as well. Yeah. Oh, that's that's absolutely wild. You know, you guys are kind of close in age. Uh, Shay is a little bit younger than me by by a few years actually. Um, but you know, it's funny. I was going to mention a minute ago we were talking about systems and stuff and that being our inspiration for getting in the scene. I think that guys our age, Mike, you know, in in the early forties, I think that most of us got in through the stereo world. I think that just kind of seemed to be a very symbiotic handoff. Uh, and, and that oh. kind of inspired things. Well, I don't know if you guys have ever been down there or not, but we used to have, um, in Daytona beach, we used to have uh spring break nationals yes. and yeah. that, I've been. Matt, Oh my God. That was, that right there was probably some of the best years of my life of oh my That's awesome. <laughs> man. You went to, I know today you were talking about shows and talking about the scariest hotel moments and just, man, I'll never forget. We spent our, like our last dime to get these, this damn hotel room. And freaking uh, Daytona Beach for Spring Break National. <laughs> we were in the damn room. Holy shit! I was like, "Babe, do you feel that breeze?" We walk over because the light. We couldn't. We couldn't turn the light on. It was at night. We, you know, we had to work, and we got off of work, and we got there late. And I was like, "Man, that's awful. That's an awful breeze." And man, I, I right on the water. And we go and we look over. The damn glass is missing out of the sliding glass door. Oh my god. There's Sliding glass door. I'm like, what the? <laughs> do we do what? Are, what is? Uh, like I said, we had no money because we had just spent everything to get this damn room, and we're like, we can't sleep here. And Shannon and my wife's like, well, you you know, you always like having the sliding glass door open anyway, so you can hear the water. 
I was like, but hey, that's that's just kind of weird. I mean, you know, I, it has no glass door. We finally find a light, and dude, there's holes in the walls. Oh, man. Uh, the, the the toilet seat was the 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 damn. It was like it, there was no toilet seat. There was just a, a toilet sitting on the. I was like, what the? Fuck? Was, wow. No. <laughs> You see, like, people, like, I remember, I think, actually, I think it was Jamie and Mini Trucker Colt was talking about how there was writing on the wall. I swear there was, like, blood stains. I mean, this place was just disaster. It was so bad. And we were just kids, and we're like, what the hell are we going to do? We tried to, we like, uh, well, we can't give you a refund. You got to, you know, give it back to your credit card. Oh, and we're like, sucks. Oh, my voice. We had to sleep, you know, we had to sleep there. So, because none of the rest of our club was even there yet. We were the first ones to get there. So we ended up staying there overnight. The door didn't lock. The door, you know, you you just you could shut it, yep. but you can like push it. So my wife's like, "Oh my god, what what are we gonna do?" It was it was like that was the worst hotel experience ever. But uh, that was good old Spring Break National days. And like I said, if you guys have ever been there, car show wise, stereo wise, it was just it was the biggest and the baddest ever was the Spring Break Nationals back in the day. And, of course, that doesn't exist anymore. It's all gone. Yeah, the last one was probably, what, the early two, 2010s, I guess, the early 2010s? I, yeah, I think it was, like, and honestly, it even died before then. But, like, 2010 was, like, pretty much the end of the whole, you know, Spring Break National type deal. Because remember the car show that they used to, the, uh, what was it, the Turner, uh, uh, was it, Oh, shit, what was it called? They had another car show down there. I don't remember exactly what it was called, but it was, dude, it was amazing. And it was right on the beach. And uh, it was just, it was so badass. And it just, it all went away. And it was all because of money. You know, I, I, they, you I'm know. not, but you know, Springback Nationals made all kinds of money because you had tons of vehicles there. And they were all, like, they had sponsors, everything. I don't know how they wasn't making enough money for that. Uh, it, it was well because the damn um, uh, the Coliseum down there started charging so much damn money to those guys. No. They jacked up all the competition, the competitors' uh, pricing, and they basically priced everybody out of it. Um, you know, just like you guys had said, you know, the other day, you know, with one of the past episodes, these guys don't want to go and compete anymore. They're more, they're, they're, they all they want to do is go there and demo. Yeah. You know, we got the yeah. you the age now with social media and everybody's got to take you know, videos of everybody demoing and, and got the damn hair hair tricks and blowing out windshields and they're happier with that than what they are actually going and competing it's true it's true you know if you, if you go to uh slamology there there is a huge line for people competing but most people don't mm-hmm. give a shit they really don't they just go there to get demos that's all it is oh yeah then you have them awful brazilian vehicles that come in and that their bed is filled with speakers and it low and it just all it is is obnoxious to the point oh, where, wow. yeah, man, I, I'll be honest with you. But if I run a show again, I would not allow them in there because you, no, there's no hanging out when them guys are really. Around. It's so loud. Do you realize how controversial a statement that is? I, I know it is from me. I know it is, but it oh is so God. loud that you can't even hear anybody talk to you. Oh, and all it is is high. So the stereo guys saying that, hey, you're too loud. You can't come in here. It's aggravating. It's not like they're they're mm-hmm. pressurizing a cabin area or anything. It's just a big wall of speakers. It's no different than going to a concert. I'd rather go to a concert. <laughs> okay, so anyway, since I've kind of just zoned out here for the last few minutes, because I have never been to Spring Break Nationals, but I was a kid that always looked at it in the magazines and thought it would, would have been amazing to have went. However, you know, other than some mecca shows in West Virginia, I never really seen a lot of stereo-specific stuff. I competed on a very small level. Uh, did DB drags occasionally. You know, uh, you had a... And DB drag, I, we actually had the world's loudest one guy with the world's loudest single speaker in the world 
was actually in Prestonburg, Kentucky for a long time. What was it? What was the setup? It was, um, when he won, it was an REMT. Okay. And it was on, I want to say, eight Hyphonics Cyclops double X's. Hyphonics, no kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Maxonics loved him. They gave him those amps. Wow. Yeah, that tells you how much they fucking loved him. That's but he cool. done a 171. Now, you were sponsored, right? Yeah. Did a I couple spo- times, right? I was sponsored by, right now I got a sweet deal with Sundown, before I've had a sweet deal with Soundstream, and I had a sweet deal with Fi. Now, was that back when Soundstream actually was badass? No, no, Oh, just, no. No, that's even better. So, no, flea like market Soundstream. Two, 2010. That's cool. We're going to give you four <laughs> amplifiers. They have nine built-in neon tubes. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're rated yeah. for 37,500 watts in a four-inch by four-inch square. Yeah. You know, the, the guy who, who who took me on the team, the team leader, whatever you want to call him. Team Soundstream? The team, well, the guy who actually runs Team Soundstream, uh-huh. he was an old school mini trucker. That's what he said. Really? Yeah, he's from California. And I got in because my truck was slammed. No kidding. No joke. That you know, nothing. The guy's name was Grizz Archer. Nothing says you earned your position on an audio team because my truck's load. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I job. have a mini truck. Yeah, good, good job, <laughs> mini truck a bird. <laughs> All right. So anyway, let's 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 get away from from us and let's get back to our, our guest of honor here. But but he answered our question. What was the uh, stupidest question that someone's ever asked you? Did did we ask that? Question? Uh, did you oh, asked that question. Oh, yeah. Got off on a tangent there. Uh, so the the fake. The counterfeit uh, oh, uh, money. Oh shit! Sorry, man. Yeah, yeah. No, no. That I had to like. Wait a minute. What the hell were we talking about? Um, well, my daughter. When we were at Slamfest, my daughter would run the T-shirts, and so she's like, "Dad, this 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 doesn't Child feel labor. right. You know, please come over here. Come over here. I need your help." <laughs> and um, I was like, "All right, that's perfect. This is what I need to find. Where is this guy?" And um, so now he basically this guy was going around and he was hitting every one of our vendors on the inside. And he's given out fake one hundred dollar bills. Oh wow! And my daughter is the one that actually was like, "That's the guy right there." You know, these other guys were like, "Yeah, he just came over and he bought this." I was like, "Did you realize <laughs> that that was a fake one hundred dollar bill?" <laughs> oh nah, man, glad I sold something. I was like, "Come on, dude!" My you know seventeen year old daughter is the one that figures this out. And so we go over and look at the guy. I swear to God, I just cashed my check at Walmart. That's what Walmart gave me. Oh, I love and it. And I was like, "What can do?" We're going to go back, or I'm going to go get that officer that's standing over there. You're going to go back. You're going to give everybody their, all their merchandise, and uh, we're, otherwise you're going to go to jail. Well, I need to go back to Walmart because Walmart's the one that gave me all that, that damn fake money. Well, oh I don't God. get shit what you do, but you're going to go back, and you're going to give everybody back all their merchandise that you've, you've bought with fake money, and uh, then you're going to go apologize to my damn daughter. What are you talking about? I was like, you just went over there and you just gave that to my daughter and she questioned you and she asked you and you told her, no, that, that, that's real. That's not fake. That's real. What are you talking about? So you're going to go over there and you're going to apologize to her. And then his wife steps in and she ain't got no teeth. And, you know, what, what do you call it? Skitties or whatever the trailer Skitter, track. Skitter jiggies, well, Skitter, Skitter jiggies. Yeah, skitter jiggies. There we go. Or and, hybrids. And I, like, and then I was like, I'll just go get the cop. I can see where this is going. No, 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 no. And he's like, well, we got to go back to Walmart. They screwed us. And I was like, like I said, I want all the stuff given back. So honestly, that was probably one of my worst things that I'm just like, are you serious? Are you serious? And um, I made him go back over. He apologized to my daughter. He goes to give back the shirts. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to let you keep those shirts. You know why? Because I want you to remember that you did this and you were at Slamfest. He's like, 
really? You're going to let me keep the shirts? Like, yeah, because I want you to remember this so you don't ever do this again. And But we made him go back and give all the merchandise back to every one of those people. And he had two little kids with him. And I'm like, man, you're going to do this in front of your kids? Really? And uh, I was just like, you've got to be it. But that right there was just one of the, I was just like, man, stupidest thing ever. And it's like one of those worst criminal type type I deals. And, uh, but. So I have, to, I have two thoughts on this, Mike. Two thoughts. Number one, by the way you describe this hybrid here, I don't believe that he was intelligent enough for the lesson that you tried to teach him by keeping that shirt to resonate. He was probably running home thinking, boys, I done got me a free shirt. I fooled them. <laughs> number, number two. Well, no, he already put it on the damn kids. Oh, I, you don't want it back at that point. Number two. I don't want Number two, it's really nice to know that people from the mountains have been to your show before. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Okay, so let's let's talk about your new project, and and I realize that this is hell. I'm gonna let you tell your own story. You are getting ready to put on what I consider to be the first major show of the year. That is after dark, and it is in oh God, don't hate me. Is it Clearwater Beach? Clearwater, Florida. Yes, cool, sir. It's Clearwater, Florida, and it is. February thirteenth. It is a night show. You Which, run. You run with it, man. I'm. I'm not going to do the intro here because I can't do it justice. But it's something that you have a serious passion project invested in, and and I love hearing you talk about it because I love hearing a show promoter talk about something that he's really deeply invested in. So, like you know, what do we have to look forward to, man? Because like I said, I'm still trying my ass off to be there. I don't like to come when I don't have a vehicle and I'm cutting it very close because I feel that's a little disrespectful for me to waller down there and say, hey, y'all from the mountains, but I ain't got nothing. Uh, that being said, you know, what, what are we going to look forward to, man? Tell us a little bit about it. Well, basically, um, obviously, like you had said, February 13th, after dark, um, we're at that Quaker Steak and Lube, awesome. okay, and got really good food, so come hungry. And they got really good drinks. I know, Lee, that doesn't work for you, but hey. <laughs> well, y'all got Mountain Dew down there, I'm sure. Oh, we definitely have plenty of Mountain Dew there for you, buddy. I promise. Scooter is the uh, is the bartender, and I'll make sure to tell him to keep that. You know, keep the Mountain Dew flowing for you. Yeah, just tell him um, I'm driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's really cool about this location is it's right off US 19. So as soon as you get off the interstate, it's right there. You can't miss it. And right behind the Quaker Steak and Lube is also the host hotel. So oh, it's cool. all walking distance. It's uh, it's all connected. Right behind, because I know you guys don't like you know parking your trailers. And this is the you know the the guy's responsibility that's putting on the show to make sure you got a good spot to put your trailers. All concrete. You don't have to worry about mud. You don't have to worry about getting your your toe pig dirty and uh, your shoes dirty. So awesome. that trailer parking is right there as well. So we have plenty of room for trailers. Because we have a lot of people that are coming from a whole lot of, we got people coming from West Virginia, we got people coming from Georgia, we got people coming from Alabama, we got people coming from all over the place for this little six-hour show. Last year we had um, 256 vehicles, and um, we had a, such a good time, dude. We do a top 25. Well, just Top Shop makes all of our trophies for us. He makes all of our best ofs for us as well. All of the best ofs are all light up trophies, so they all light up. They look really pretty when they're sitting on stage. Oh wow! And of course. So it's it's pretty badass. Twenty dollars registration, free for spectators. Um, uh, the we will have a cornhole tournament. Um, uh, corn uh, flop shots um, made us our after dark um, cornhole boards that are going to be given away to the winner of the cornhole tournament. Um, we got Pinstripe and Mikey that's going to be out with his wagon pulling it around the the you know all around. If you guys need any kind of pinstriping done, 
on your vehicle, Pinstripe and Mike, he's going to be able to be there and he's going to be able to do it for you. Look for the um, new with the Mohawk, have- right? Yes, sir. Gotcha. Yes, sir. Very cool. Been around for a long time. Very cool. Yes. We do a little special thing for all of our vendors. We're going to have 12 different vendors going to be set up there. Uh, drop and wear, um, hammered weekend wear is coming in, R&R Tire Express, OLP, of course, is going to be there. Hey, man, Fitness I'm going I'm 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 to cut you off just for a second just because I want you to know that what you're getting ready to say is something that I have on my handwritten list of things I want to talk to you about because I think it's one of the coolest fucking things I've ever heard. And I'm, gonna, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to take your thunder from you. I'm going to let you talk. But how you're involving the vendors, the way you're doing that, that is so badass. Okay, I just want you to know that I, I already was really excited about that one. Keep going. No, absolutely, bro, because this is one thing to me that means the, the world is, is we got a company that wants to come out and support me and support our show, and I want to try to make it as profitable and as good of an experience for them to where every year, as soon as I pop up and saying, hey, this is the dates for After Dark, because this is exactly what we did last year, and this is what happened, and it just makes it so much better for everybody, is that they want to keep coming back year after year after year. And basically, so all these vendors, I have um, 12, I have 13 different giveaway items that, for example, Feltham Fab has painted up Skate Deck. Um, he has painted up a um, Vire uh, wheel stand. So I got 13 different, um, those are just a couple of them. I got um, Sean Rose. Uh, doing uh, metal, um, the B-roll panels for us. Um, Fatty B did a canvas um, art piece for us. Um, I got another skate deck that um, my buddy Alan, um, he's a new kid, um, just learning how to paint, and he did his awesome-ass skate deck for us. So try to give him that opportunity as well. So that was really cool. Um, uh, I got the skate deck with the artwork of the, um, of the show. I got banners. I got, I got all kinds of different giveaways. So all these giveaways, we got 12 of them. We pull 12 um, raffle tickets. We bring these 12 winners of the raffle tickets up on stage, put them all up on stage in chairs, and we do a Chinese gift exchange for these uh, gift um, for these uh, giveaways. And, oh, I can't forget the dual pack, and that's usually always one of the bigger, um, bigger prizes that everybody wants. But to get these raffle prizes, you have to go out and support the vendors. And when you go out and support this. the vendors, love it. Then with the vendors, you get a raffle ticket. And so you're helping the vendors, you're supporting the vendors, and you're helping your chances of being able to win um, these, uh, these, uh, these giveaway items. So, yes, that's something that we started, and I've, I've always been a big fan of it. I had people, we had one of our good friends that was uh, injured this year. You know, he had to have surgery and whatnot. And they're like, hey, do you want to do a, you know, I was like, nope, I'm not changing what I do. Um, we got something special planned for him as well. Um, so we're going to do that. Um, but I want to keep the whole thing with the vendors because I tell you what, they love it, and um, it makes it cool to where I can give away these giveaway items to people that have supported the vendors. So that's, yes, that's what we do. Our shows are ghetto as fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we realized that while you were talking. We realized that we've never had any idea what the hell we're doing I mean, ever. Yeah, do no. we wing everything is, to the point where yeah. we're ghetto? Yeah, we it do. sounds like it. I used to think I was organized and actually shit. had some cool ideals. <laughs> right. Wow. Well, he don't have Mountain Dew Moon Pie. Well, RC Cola Moon Pie. Thank God. That is, well, that is absolutely awesome. And like I said, you it's sound, really like, you sound like, I love the raffle ticket idea. I, it's I think, a really neat and idea. And the whole Chinese Christmas thing. I think that is just so awesome. I have to admit, that is that is very, very impressive. I wonder what it's like to be innovative. <laughs> Maybe when I grow up, I'll be as cool as Mike in that regard. Uh, you know, hey, guys, we also have a DJ that's going to be at the show. He'll be at the show from the start of it to the very end of it. And then after 
after dark is over, trophy ceremony is done, we go back to the host hotel, we set up the cornhole boards, we get pizza for everybody, and then my wife and her best friend, um, they make these special drinks, which I know, Lee, doesn't interest you, yeah. but we have these special dark drinks there for everybody at um you know at the 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 after party and of course that's sponsored by my good buddy uh greg miller great in the coast oh that's cool that's that's super cool man. wait that's wait wait a... see how we're bringing up drinks i think it's time for us to torture lee what do you think mike what what oh come yeah. on now yeah i think it's time okay hold on damn it no, he's, he's taking off his headphones he's running like hell that's that's never a good sign did he run through a wall well, no, he didn't run through a wall, which uh, is funny. See, so where we record this at, Mike, and why that even happened, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening going, just what the hell was that about? We're professionals. We, we, yeah, we're not professionals. And the picture I, sh- I sent you, obviously, earlier is showing us, quote-unquote, setting up professionally. Professionals. We're in an office area, and we actually use styrofoam insulation sheets. This is this is nice and ghetto. Speaking, just like Hillb- us, us like putting on shows. Hillbillies. Yeah, hillbillies. Us like putting our shows, you know, that level, we're, we're ghetto in this too. But we put styrofoam insulation sheets up over the doorways that are open to cut down on the echo and that's what i ran through because i blocked the kitchen off and that's where okay so you just just sit this god blessed pepto-bismol looking monstrosity here in front of me and i'm just it's good isn't it mike i love that stuff i just found a 12 pack of it the other day my wife came back and uh she bought me two two more 12 packs today before they were all (laughs) well yeah man do you have room for another one? Because if I'm going to have to drink this, we would love for you to virtually join us in cracking one open. Because obviously, oh, I wait. guess everybody's figured this out. Breath. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We'll sit here and talk about you behind your back for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this episode is going a hell of a lot better than I would have thought. Our, our this is are, awesome. Our shows are ghetto. Oh, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> like, shit. We have. Like, we they have gave away no free idea. pizza? Uh, dude, the <laughs> raffle thing is amazing. I yeah, love they, that. I mean, they can wait for free pizza. God, we suck as we, we also bad. we also suck as podcast hosts. We didn't know that he was oh, no, the main not. president of one of the clubs that I've looked up to for twenty years. Good job, Lee Michael. <laughs> Good fucking job. Oh, I cool. just popped the. Okay. Oh, I missed it. All right, well, this is Mountain Dew Major yep, Melon. I guess we're gonna do the same thing. Oh God, this looks terrible. Oh, it's delicious. This smells terrible. Oh, it smells wonderful. Oh, you're already drinking it. I'm gonna have to ramp myself up for this. Mm. You made me drink one of the zeros, and it was it was awful. Oh. And this is the this is the unleaded one. Well, while I, while I suffer with this, what's your what's your first impressions, Mike? You've drank them before. Are you a big fan of this or not? I absolutely love this, and I love what it says on the can: charged with watermelon. It does. <laughs> it does say that. It does say that. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm. I'm this going, is gonna be great. Watch this. I'm going. Shit. Watch this. There's no cameras here. Oh, that's fucking great. I'm going somebody else can see it. Oh, oh, my God. oh God! Look on his face, dude. <laughs> no, oh, it's it, tastes so, like, so. it tastes like bubble gum and dryer sheets. This is terrible. <laughs> oh, gee. Okay, now Lee, I want you to think way back. for playing little league baseball. I don't know if you played little league baseball. This is big league chew. That. It's fucking Do big league really- chew. Yep, that's what it is. You nailed it, Mike. That's exactly. That's what you were thinking. That's exactly what it is. Wife, I was like, this reminds me back when I was sitting in. Little League Baseball dugout, eating my big league chew. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. It's got that artificial watermelon flavor, and you can almost taste the metal big league chew pouch. I think that's exactly what it is. It's so good. Yeah, this is not. This is so good. This, uh, this is not what, a – this what is, is, what, what are you tasting it? Dude, this is terrible. I hate you. <laughs> we're not We're not doing a podcast anymore. <laughs> 
The Mike Murray the, episode the is pineapple it. We're done. Didn't do it. I figured the pineapple would be the one. No, dude, the pineapple actually tastes like a drink. This tastes like just shame. <laughs> it tastes like shame and big league chew and shame. <laughs> this is good. Oh, this is God. delicious. We got shop killer. We got truck killer, and we got podcast killer. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one day I'll get into that more. But the shop killer truck, it went through eight eight different shops in twenty years. To the best of my knowledge, not necessarily always my fault, but the best of my knowledge, uh, they've all closed. I cannot think of a single one that has worked in my truck. And, and at least three of those shops, at least three of them, built cover trucks. Hell, one built three cover trucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. So I wonder if I can have the opposite effect now that Jody Hall's not, you know, the drop shop is not in business anymore. If I take it to him and let him just turn one wrench on it, will he start building again? He might. It may, maybe, maybe worth a try. Or, you know, he'll just never talk about many trucks ever again. And it could be that too. You haven't drank all of your Mountain Dew. Oh, yet. I'm so sorry. I <laughs> accidentally put it to the side here. And, Don't you want that caffeine that's in it? And, uh, oops. <laughs> oh, just, darn, it just fell on the floor. You know, you're just going to have to drink it flat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, we've we've made poor Mike suffer through us, and, and you force-feeding me uh, carbonated Pepto-Bismol. Oh, it's delicious, man. I don't it know what not, you're complaining about. You're a liar. Do you not like watermelons at all? No. What is We discussed that the other day. I know. It's, it's just like water like and fruit pulp and seeds. You don't like pineapples or watermelons. Do you like mangoes? Not really. Do you like fruit in general? Is uh like celery a fruit? You, I know you don't like, eat vegetables, dude. Do what, Mike? You said mangoes, and that made me think of another nickname that I've been given, Mango Mike. Mango because Mike. I absolutely love mango Bud Light seltzers. Those that is the best flavor ever. <laughs> you see the look on his face; it's restless. <laughs> I'm so confused on how those things can possibly ever taste good together, and not being a. <laughs> Not well, being a drinker, Bud, I guess Bud, that... Bud Light seltzer doesn't taste like Bud Light. It's not beer. Okay. It's a seltzer. It's basically carbonated water, alcohol, and a flavor. So it's beer water. No, there's no beer. There's no hey, hops in it. It's a mango flavor. Mango flavor. I, I, don't, I don't understand. It just doesn't make any sense to me. You, you ever had a club soda? <laughs> yeah. It's club soda. I don't like mango. club soda. Well, you know... So it would just, I don't, I don't like alcohol. I don't like club soda. And I don't like your god-awful fruit abortions, okay? <laughs> God, you make me feel, Mike, you, did you you make me feel so dirty. Did you ever buy the, try the pineapple one? The pineapple Mountain Dew? Yeah. No. Dollar General's, man. <laughs> the only place it's sold. Y'all have Dollar General's okay. down there? I guess you do, don't you? Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, that's right. and they're, they're only okay. sold in individual cans. So they, and they okay. have like a... I think a tiki guy on the Yeah, front they got of like it. a tiki on them, yeah. yeah. They're they actually better than this. I agree. No, that, that's, the, they are pineapple one's my this. favorite, but I love this. Yeah. I love this enough that I have four six-packs and four 12-packs. Don't ever bring them again. Oh, no. I'm going to bring you. We're going to test a zero on the air next. <laughs> so hey, don't, waste, don't waste this goodness. Um, <laughs> oh, right. yeah, exactly. Right. I, so I don't good. have a refined enough palate to enjoy what you guys enjoy. So I'm just, I'm just out. Do I'm just even, out of this. Do one. you even eat fruit? I told you it's like celery or fruit. You don't even eat celery. I eat a lot of celery. You do to go along with my microwave Chinese food that sustains me. <laughs> COVID sucks. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, enjoyed hey, another good dinner tonight, man. I, I'm sorry, but dude, Florida is up and running, and I God, I could not imagine living anywhere else, guys. I'm sorry. No, totally fine. So, you guys, is everything just back to normal down there? All things considered. 
it's been back to normal for a long time. A long time. <laughs> really? Uh. Yes. Yes. And, well, see, that's what's so funny. I work at the post office, obviously. And since day one, we have this dumbass, and I call him an absolute dumbass because you're going to think the same thing after I tell you. We had a stand-up talk during the very beginning of this whole COVID crap. Right. And he sits, and I know we don't, I know we don't talk politics, but I got to tell you this story. Sure, absolutely. Post, postmaster down this way pulled us all out of the office. We had to stand outside, you know, six feet apart, all this other bullshit, make sure you got your mask and all that good stuff. And he goes, guys, I just want y'all to know, you cannot get COVID from each other. Um, what? Okay. You guys are okay. You're not going to, you can't, you can't get it from each other. So don't worry. Keep your distance, keep your mask on, and you can't get it from each other. And dude, I swear, oh half of God. our, they all just walked out. They just walked right back into the building. And wow. they're like, that's got the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard anybody say, especially the guy that's making six figures and these big ass bonuses is going to come tell us that we can't give it to each other or get it from each other. Oh uh, my God. Shut the fuck up. So we went back inside and started uh, casing our mail again. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Oh. Of the office down here. So, so let me let me steer in a little bit different direction for a minute. And we've taken up so much of your time. I'm going to try and wrap you up pretty soon. I know that we've, I know it's going to be an early morning for you and stuff. And I don't want to keep you and wear out our welcome here. Um, I'm on I'm number three, homie. I'm I'm good. <laughs> well, okay. Let me ask you this. You know, we we've discussed after dark a little bit, and we discussed some of your history. I got a question about after dark. Oh, okay, absolutely. So, what made you want to do a, a nighttime show? And I have well, a follow question. Fucking badass. I got I got another question after that. Okay, nighttime show, number yes. one in Florida, it's hot. So, number two, um, it's nice and cool at night, um, and it's it's so much in, more enjoyable to be able to go to a show, hang out with all your friends, hang out with all your people that you always see. You know, We call it the car show family, and it's just much more enjoyable to do it at night. And we're, I know, Lee, you don't drink, but we're at a bar. <laughs> and enjoy the He's only pulling that out five times. Just, just five times. Now, so it looks really cool at night. So, well, okay, and then my follow-up question is, now, it, there's trophies, obviously, so there's some form of judging. You judge yeah. the vehicles at night in the dark. You go over top of them with a light to look for flaws. Now, here, here's the way we, we, we do this is um, it's real simple. All my judges are also all of my guys that are parking each and every one of those vehicles. Remember, we start at 4 o'clock. Right. It starts getting dark. Six o'clock. So Makes for sense. about four hours of the show is actually in the dark. Um, for the first two hours, two and a half hours, it's actually still light outside. And so all my judges are the same guys that are parking every one of these vehicles. So every one of the judges have seen every one of these vehicles that are coming through the show. And um, so as they're parking them, they're all checking them out and looking at them as they're parking them. And these guys that I got that are judges, uh, these are guys that have painted cars you know, paint body guys, stereo guys. I mean, they know cars inside and out, the bag trucks. You know, they built trucks, cars their whole freaking life. So they know what they're looking for. Now, granted, we're only a top 25 show. Um, so it's not hard to pick your top 25. And then we got our, I think we got 13 best ofs. Um, there's, well, no, there's 15 because there's 40 total trophies. And um, so uh, it's real simple. They bring me a list. Hey, Mike, this is what we're doing. Boom, we go over it. 
before we get stage and do our thing. And uh, we're it's a done deal. We've been doing this for a long time, and we know exactly what the hell we're looking for. And and uh, and uh, it's simple. I love that it shows is. now have gravitated more towards doing like the top XX awards. You know, when I first started the H word, uh, we we tried that for a while, and then the trend in the early to mid two thousands seemed to go to as many classes as you could possibly do. And that was just a logistical nightmare. He really you know, is. Especially if you took the time to have an award for a VW Bug class, you know, mild and wild, six total awards, and then none show up. And, of course, you know, in Eastern Kentucky, that was a good possibility. So I, I admire that. I'm glad that the trend is, is more. Plus, it makes it feel more special, I think, when you know, like, at a show with his, like, you know, almost 300 vehicles. Did you say, what, 256 last year? Did I hear that right? Yeah. So you almost yep. th- almost three hundred vehicles. If you can get a top twenty five, uh, that is such a prestigious thing in that regard. Of course, I'm sure you're kind of like us, Mike. You know, more than anything, you want people above and beyond the awards just to come and, and embrace the experience of it and have a great time, just hanging out. You know, BSing with your buddies and, and drinking your all's poison devil drinks and things that you do. <laughs> but you know, the experience itself is is just so much more as important, if not more so, than than whatever award you could take home. Although it sounds like you got some pretty badass ones too. Uh, no, we and I'm not. We do a Welch's Chop Shot does a great job. Um, obviously, I'll be posting up all those awards, and it's one thing that I've always tried to always come up with something that is something that people want to take home with them. Oh, good, not yeah. that gay plastic trophy bullshit that right. you're going to throw something that you're actually going to take home. You're going to want to put up on your mantle. You're going to want to hang up in your garage. You're going to want to actually show it off uh, later on that you that you did get it. Absolutely. Super cool, super cool. So anyway, now you asked all your after dark questions, Shay, since you interrupted no, me last time. Uh, well, and someone needs to interrupt you every so often. Well, it, it happens, it happens. So, couple of OLP questions, if you don't mind. And of course, everybody that listen, no, everybody that listens to us listens to you guys as well. I would assume, anyway. Uh, that being said, how did y'all? How did this start? You know, you all revolutionized a media that nobody in the mini truck scene had really embraced at that time. Uh, how did it start? At what point were you all sitting around on, on a tailgate somewhere thinking, hey, we can do this, and, and you know it's going to be an awesome experience, and it's going to get a ton of listeners, and, and et cetera, et cetera, and cause you guys you know, to have a reason to travel all over the country. And where, did, where did this start? Because you, you know, I've never heard episode one. Can you give us a little history on that? Well, to be honest with you, you don't want to listen to episode one. Oh, dude. It was horrible. We're the same. Absolutely. Horrible. <laughs> we we tell people we start with episode I think nine? the Jeffrey Dillard episode nine? and then skip to nine or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah we 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 hit some serious woo at the beginning. Good concepts, not good execution. Uh, yeah, yeah, and we have definitely come a long way. Obviously, we're going on year six of uh, you know doing this uh, our lifestyle the podcast. And obviously, first of all, how we got started was a good friend of ours, Vic. Um, I was talking Mike, to him. Mike, about, Mike, 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 Mike. Hold on one second. I have a very important question I have to ask Shay, and, and it, it actually deserved interrupting this. Shay, what in the blue fuck is glycerol ester of rosin? Because that is an ingredient in this shitty-ass drink you give me. It's listed right below gum Arabic. What are those two things? They're not for the weak. That's what it is. Okay, Mike, your turn. Sorry, buddy. Okay, so Lee, does this mean it's going to shrink my balls? Maybe, maybe. No, there's I'm, no yellow I'm gonna, five in it. I'm gonna. Who the there's hell red you? forty though. Estra. You know what red forty's made out of? I'm still stuck in glycerol ester of rosin. 
Dude, that's it's just that not, sounds like a show dog it's not, name. It's not for the week. That is like an AKC registered Afghan hound name. Seriously, think about it. Glycerol Ester of Rosin the Third. Well, Lee, you know I Mountain Dew after y'all start talking about saying it was going to shrink my balls. So <laughs> yeah, 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 we're all sitting around here drinking it. So yeah, yeah. well, this got red forty in it. So yeah, we've this done one a, just we've done, bugs. A, we've done a great job on awareness, haven't we? <laughs> okay, take us back six years. I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, no, no, no. We're, we're good, brother. I, I love this. Uh, so Vic basically it's like, hey, you know, Jay was talking about wanting to do that, too. I was like, really? So basically, I mean, I knew Jason, um, but obviously he pretty much brought us together. And we started talking about, hey, well, what do you want to do? Well, let's do a podcast. Okay, what do you want to call it? That was the worst, the worst experience ever was trying to come up with the damn name. <laughs> okay. And, we went back and forth for days, and I think it probably took us almost like two months before we finally decided, all right, our lifestyle of the podcast is what, because we basically want to embrace everything, and we wanted to embrace, you know, what we, we talk about, what our life, you know, our lifestyle, the, the whole scene, the, and it, it took forever, and then, of course, it comes into, Jay's got all these wild ideas and all these concepts of, shirt designs and and it just this guy's he's unbelievable and honestly um i owe a lot of it to, to jay because he does a lot of you know he does he's the man pretty much behind a lot of this uh that we do um as far as uh the, the podcast and he does all the editing and and um does a lot of the post and i'm more the guy that takes care of the merchandise and, and mail, you know obviously i mail out all the merchandise sure, yeah. and pack. i can't take all the credit my wife helps me too and <laughs> okay but, uh, you know, so that's pretty much how I got started is uh, our buddy Vic. We were at a show and we were sitting there and we were actually talking to Brent Hudgens uh, uh, and he did a podcast. And so we were sitting there listening to him. He's like, oh, yeah. And of course, he doesn't do it anymore because it takes up too much time. And uh, then we're like, so we started talking then and then Vic was there. He's like, well, yeah, Jay's still talking about it. And I know you're still talking. Why don't y'all just get together and do a podcast together. Y'all both love to talk. So <laughs> it's great. And so that's pretty much, we were at Nada Steel show and, uh, and, and, uh, Brandon, Florida and six years ago. And that's wow. pretty much when it all like, huh, let's, let's do this. And, uh, that's pretty much when it started and how we, how we got started. That's, so, that's, so I heard you call the, call us out today. Uh, I guess a couple of days ago, rather. Yeah. I, I was finishing up in the gym earlier for, before, uh, Shay got here. And I was listening to the last few minutes of it, and, and I heard you call us out. The the I think we do a little bit better than a month between episodes, <laughs> maybe three and a half weeks. But you know, you guys keep a machine like schedule. I mean, you are out every Friday. What kind of toll does that take on you? You know how how I mean, I'm sure there's stresses involved and stuff like that. And for you guys to still enjoy <clears throat> being able to do that, even when you're on such a regimented schedule, you know, how does that work? I'll be honest with you. If we didn't do it every week, then I don't know when we would do it because if we don't keep the schedule, because Jason is very um, uh, schedule oriented, and um, and with you know I work at the post office, I own a home business, and you know are putting doing the whole daughter thing in college type deal, and um, and then obviously I do you know after dark, and um, just to drop this, I'm going to drop this on your show. Uh, there's another show coming on your podcast. Oh, wow. Uh, I will be throwing another show starting in uh, 2022. And no um, you, 
make it to after dark your ass better be at this show in 2022 because you guys are going to start selling merchandise <laughs> and you got that at my first show first big show you guys are going to be there set up and selling merchandise at my first big show so i'm just saying that's here on lcd holy so shit man got- that's well, hell thank you so t- thank you for the uh uh, thank you for the premiere. You know, I, I mean, I've heard it referred to as smut fest, but I, but I've not seen, <laughs> but I've not seen any real details yet or anything or heard anything. And, and I'm well. Thank you. Shit, you just gave us a serious scoop. We're, we're like a real media outlet now, man. <laughs> yeah, Seriously, profe- well, pro- professionals. I'm glad, I'm glad you paid attention because we call it smut fest because we always I always give Jay a hard time about his porn collection. And, but, <laughs> He's on the hub, right? <laughs> That's going to happen uh, next year in 2022. I promise. Oh my god, man! That's so. Like, where? What, what do you? I mean, I won't make you tell all the pertinent details, but do you have a city yet? Oh yeah, no <laughs> contracts already signed. Oh we man. Are, uh, well, you don't have to. You don't have to out it, dude. I'm not going to ask you to do that. I was just curious of what level. So this is 100 percent go. Oh no, it's 100 120 percent because uh, we've already spent a whole bunch of money and uh, contracts are signed. It actually will be announced at After Dark. Um, the actual name, sure. um, the date, the actual uh, location. Um, let's just say it is a beautiful time of year. Let's just say it's close to a beach, and it's going to be a day time, and I can't wait. Oh, man, that's, that is there's, awesome. There's even a beach. <laughs> Maybe I can trick Dude, my wife into killing us as a honeymoon. After Dark is in Clearwater. I don't know yep. where that is. It's I, got white sand. It's no, on the Gulf. I, that's where Chris I've Wilson got married in Miami, and that's, uh, <laughs> that's okay. Orlando. I'll give, I'll drop this hint. I'll drop this hint for you. It's at the world's famous beach. That don't tell me shit, Mike. Come on, man. I'm a hillbilly. <laughs> he means Carfork Lake. Carfork Lake. Right I know here, where that right is. Right up here up the road. Yeah. yeah, they got bass tournaments. <laughs> Mike, that's awesome, man. We. Uh, we we feel so privileged that you uh it's total mini trucker privilege here, man. Thank you so much for that. That is badass. Oh my god, that's all. Yeah, Lake, huh? and, and we would be yeah, Carfork Lake. It's just it's just up the road here. I I it's it almost seven hundred acres of water. They got crappie. <laughs> the, in all sincerity, though, man, we'd be honored. Uh, absolutely honored. Hey, seriously, I've not I've not cut out after dark. I'm really really trying to figure some things out. I just hate to show up without a vehicle. And, and here is so hard to work in anything here in this time of year. Uh, we had four inches of snow last night. So, you know, I trudged hey, to work in four inches of snow. Some real crisis on you. Okay. Okay. It is getting down 40 degrees down oh here. Oh my Lord. God. 40 <laughs> degrees. You guys don't know what to do in that. Do it's, you? It's one degrees right now in Southwest Florida. So you don't do- understand we're going through down here. Jeans, long socks, and a damn zip up. Hey, Mike. We're going through down here in Southwest Florida. Okay, Mike. It's 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 supposed to be four degrees on Saturday here. Yeah, four, four, <laughs> not four zero, four. And, and that's a temperature before the wind. The wind yeah, and the wind chill is probably like negative one. Yeah, you put us up in these mountains, and that wind will cut right through. Oh you, God, yeah, if you're on top of it, oh, uh, we got to get Mike to a mountain show at some point. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Well, I know he's super tight with Daryl Poe. Uh, you know, maybe one year we can convince him to come up to like a down for Dennis or, or well, he's been to Maggie Valley, so yeah. y'all y'all know what yeah. the mountains are. You've seen some mountains. 
in the warm yeah, part. In the warm part of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, North Carolina don't get no snow. <laughs> they, don't, they don't get to shit like we do. Oh. They have to make it to go skiing on. <laughs> well, no, man, seriously, in all sincerity, we're completely honored at the invitation. That is fucking awesome. Uh, hey, man, we've taken up so much of your time, and, and I'm going to kind of push this to wrap up, not because I would love to sit here and talk to you all night. I'm having a fucking blast with it, and I hope that – hey, should I hit record when all this started? You probably should have. For that red button there? Yeah. Damn, I was wondering why that line wasn't working. And uh, we'll wing it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> when we have a Legends episode or a VIP guest or whatnot, we always have a question. It's a random question, okay? And one of our previous guests have asked this question, and we don't even know which guest they are. We keep them numbered. I don't even bother putting a name on them. We keep them in a folder, and I'll literally pick a random question. So what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to click a random question from a previous listener. I don't know what it is. It could be about the scene. It could be about a sports team, you know, like the Bucks, for example, which I think you may have something important coming up here in a week or two. What's a, what, what's a Bucks? Uh, it's, a, uh, it's a football team. You know, you know they, 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 the round ball they throw. Yeah. Is it round? I think kind of a blongish. Yeah. If it's not – I'm from Kentucky. If it's not basketball, huh. I have no idea. I have I don't know what sports are. Is that the shooty hoops? Ain't that the team that's got Tom Brady? <laughs> so, so shooty hoops, I, I, really? <laughs> I think you play a football bat. Oh, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, is that yeah. how you do it? Yeah, something like that. Is that the one where you kick it? Sure. Is it checkered? But, no, that's football. That's different. It's that's like oh. Irish football, I think. Okay, so we got this question, man. We don't you know what it's in that one. Sure. We we uh, we don't know what it's about, but we're gonna take a stab at it. We're gonna play it. If it's an awkward question, I'm sorry. If it's a good question, well, if it's an awkward one, you got to answer it too. <laughs> but we're going to go ahead and play this. So are you ready for this, man? Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Groovy. Heads up. Uh, this is Charles Banks from Classic underscore Mini Trucks on Instagram. Uh, my question is, uh, to the next guest, what's the craziest thing that you've ever saw happen at a show? Okay, man. Did you hear that question? If so, that was uh, Charles. That was Charles Banks from uh, Classic Underscore Mini Trucks on Instagram, the account that posts all sorts of old school mini truck pictures. Were you able to hear that? Or uh, absolutely, I heard that. And I would have to say the craziest thing. I'm not going to say this gentleman's name because if you're in Florida, you know exactly who I'm talking about. We actually were. This was in the parking lot after the show, the host hotel. Okay. This guy was trashed, okay? And this is why Lee doesn't drink. <laughs> it's a microwavable pizza that he does not microwave. Oh, God. Okay? Comes back, he sits down, and he's sitting here trying to figure out how the hell to open this plastic <laughs> bag at this microwavable pizza that he did not microwave, okay? It's still frozen. Sits down in the middle of the damn road. He proceeds to enter <laughs> this bag and eats this frozen pizza, okay? And then he rolls over, looks over at all of us that are standing there because we're cracking up laughing, cannot believe this guy's <laughs> eating this frozen pizza. Looks at us and he that was that good. Oh my <laughs> God. And this shit is going all down the front of him. Oh, my God. He pulls back, lays back down on the ground. He goes, I don't really feel that good. <laughs> <laughs> he has a beer. 
Oh my oh god, god, that's great. Fear. This guy pukes again. And now the chunks of this damn frozen pizza. Oh god. And he goes, God, I'm so hungry. He starts eating this frozen pizza. And Lee telling that story makes me think. <laughs> that is one of the grossest things I've ever heard. How did he chew a frozen ass fucking pizza? Oh my god, that's uh but he was drunk. He didn't have no shirt on. He just had his shorts on. And like I said, this is probably not even the craziest thing or the sickest thing that this guy's ever done. This guy is a very well-known guy in the Florida truck scene. And uh, if anybody's listening in Florida, they know exactly who I'm talking about. I won't mention his name, but they know who I'm talking about. Believe me. And yes, this uh, this is a guy that uh, drinks a whole lot and does a whole lot of partying, and I swear I witnessed that with my own eyes, and it was disgusting. So I would say that was probably the nastiest, uh, craziest thing I've ever seen at a damn. It was actually after the car show because uh, it was in the hotel, the host hotel parking lot. You know that's rough, but somehow that's not nearly as disgusting as the fucking Mountain Dew you made me drink earlier, Shay. <laughs> I'm just saying. You drank all of it. Though. So, Mike, did, Mike, did you have fun with us? You know, we're still recording, man. I mean, so this is a, this is kind of a man answer, but hey, like I tell you guys all the time, you two are my favorite hillbillies, and I am so glad that uh, I found y'all's podcast. Um, I first started listening, and I, I never forget when I would tell guys, "Man, you got to check out this LCD podcast, man." And uh, I'll never forget the first guy that comes back. He goes, man, he said, I'm nothing like us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> favorite hillbillies? Of course they don't sound like us. You know, what, what part of mountain did y'all miss? Right. <laughs> you know, as I often say, the dialect here is, and you can, you can blame interbreeding or you can blame geographic isolation. It just depends on who you ask for. But this is actually one of the most pure dialects of like the scott irish dialect that's that's still in existence because it's so preserved so essentially if you were to go back in time like 500 years it would all sound like a bunch of hillbillies i think that's kind of cool except for the shakespearean people and they don't really count no they don't count so we kicked them out mostly mike murray olp legend uh show promoter extraordinaire and an absolute mount rushmore of the florida mini truck scene man we can't even begin to thank you enough for this involvement. Now, don't hang up on us when we stop recording because you have a question you have to ask, too. But, man, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute blast and an absolute honor. Hey, with that being said, Airhead Nation, we out. (laughs) Can't say it better than the man himself. So, interview Mike got me thinking. Go ahead. Worst hotels ever. Oh, that's... that's... In in 2001, there was a very formulative week in my life. Two weeks. And I'll Mm -hmm. tell you what it was. It was October 2001. Mm -hmm. The first ever show that I entered my Tacoma in. First ever? First ever, yeah. And you rented the hotel? Well, let me me, me tell the story. Yeah, I did, actually. Let me tell the story. So I didn't know jack about car shows at that point in my life other than the big shows, really. I didn't know much about the local scene or anything. And the first show I ever entered, my Tacoma, back when I had the 15s, mm-hmm. 
was a car show that actually had a stereo competition at UVA Wise, which is a local college over there in, in Norton, Virginia, or Wise, Virginia. Mm-hmm. So I went over there, entered it on a Friday evening, mm-hmm. night show. And I did pretty good. I won, I won whatever stereo class that they had, and blah, 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 and I was really jazzed about it. This was, I'm lying, this was on a Saturday. So then I drove Saturday night to Beattyville, Kentucky, and Beattyville is Jesus this, Christ. Yeah, yeah. This is blip on the map. It's, it's got a gas station. In it's in the way. middle of nowhere. It's got a gas station with a subway in it. It's got a Dairy Queen. And that's it. And at the time, it had three mom and pop hotels. So the company I worked for, we've got a clinic out there. Uh-huh. And I was friends with a couple of girls that worked out there. And I told them, and hell, I was 20 at the time. Keep that in mind. I'm like, hey, I'm going to come enter my truck in a car show down here because they'd always told me this big Woolly Worm Festival car show, which to this day is my favorite small-town mom-and-pop car show. In fact, I was actually supposed to DJ it last year before, you know, COVID fist-fucked everybody. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, blah, 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 blah. I called out there to these girls that work in the clinic. I'm like, hey, I need somewhere to stay, and do you have any suggestions? And like, oh, yeah, stay at the Bobcat Motor Lodge. They were fucking with you. I can tell you by the name of it, they were fucking with you. Well, the problem is I was 20 years old, so I didn't know any better. They did. Oh, they did. They, they did. did. <laughs> they admitted to me afterwards. They're like, we didn't think you'd really stay there. Well, anyway, so I called out there, <laughs> and it was called out there. And I remember it was just the strangest thing ever when I called. There was actually chickens in the background. Legit. When I called, it was like, <laughs> in the background. Oh, my God, for real. And this, yeah, true. And this old lady answered the phone. And and she's like, hello. I'm like, is this the Bobcat Motor Lodge? Oh, yeah, yeah, honey, it is. You're fine. And I'm like, well, I'd like to get a room for uh, this weekend. And this festival, the two, is big festival. The Woolly Orn Festival in Beattyville, Kentucky, is actually a big Eastern Kentucky festival. And they got a frig ton of food there. Like, frig ton? Frig ton. I'm, Fuck trying, I'm, trying, to stop, I'm, ton. Try, I'm trying to stop cussing. Fuck ton. My son told me, he said, Daddy, you say too many bad words on your uh, podcast. Fuck ton. Thanks, man. Thanks I'll for, take care. I'll thanks take, for respecting my son. I'll take care of it. Don't you anyway, worry. Your son thinks I'm hilarious, so I don't worry about it. Yeah, because you make funny noises. I do make funny so noises. So anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> blah, 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 blah. That being said, so this big car show out here, uh, the William Warren Festival, and I love it, dude. This show, and I actually posted some pictures from it from the minis there that year, ironically, uh-huh. uh, the 2001 year. Uh-huh. Um, and they had a huge amount of minis, you know, 20, 30 minis at a show with 200 Shit. cars in the middle of nowhere. And it was great. Yeah, I loved it. Well, I that's feel, fucking awesome. I still have them like that? Uh, they have quite a few, actually. There's always a handful. Not that Is it old school minis? Like static oh, yeah. drop, yeah. bright-ass colors? Yeah. It's, that's it's, awesome. it's, old, it's old Jimmy Travis from right down the road that shows up in his 3-4 drop S10 that you know has a velour interior that he has pristinely cleaned for 20 years, but it's never left the county. You know, you get, a, you get a lot, but it's very close to Lexington also. So you actually get the random, really nice, you know, mini truck style truck from Lexington. And, it's just and kinda, well, probably random Porsche. You, I've seen Porsches there, ironically. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen a Lambo there. You, wow, get, some, you Lambo. get some random stuff. Yeah, yeah. But mostly it's, it's, you know, traditional old cars and stuff complete with the crybaby dolls and the, <laughs> and the tray that they've stolen from the drive-in with the fake chocolate mall on it, the fake cheeseburger, which I've never really understood. Man, I'll be honest with someone put one of those little racks on the side of my truck and I think it scratches my door. I'm oh going to fist fight. God, I'm absolutely. Gonna, I'm going to fucking fist fight for that. I don't think they do the racks anymore just for that reason. They shouldn't. Yeah. Who thought it was a good idea to scratch your vehicle up with a I don't know. Rack? In the fifties, the paint was better, I guess. So anyway, well, it had lead in it, so I mean that makes well, it better. Right? Fair enough, right? So anyway, uh, blah 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 blah. Um, 
Ah, hell. Mighty these kicking. You didn't bring me to caffeine so tonight. So Motor Lodge. Motor Lodge. Thank you, Bobcat Motor Lodge. So I caught on there. She's like, oh, honey, uh, yeah, we, we got rooms. And that's the thing is this big festival, the other mom-and-pop hotels I bet there. it's not fucking rooms, is it? Well, the other mom-and-pop hotels and they were filled up like a year in advance. Literally, legit, a year in advance. Mm, like people and when this they one out. wasn't. This one wasn't. That's a bad sign. Uh-huh. It is. It is. <laughs> and uh, I remember saying, okay, um, do, you, do you need my credit card information? And there was like a pause. She's like, no. I'm like, well, how do I secure the rooms? Oh, honey, I wrote it down here. It'll be right here waiting on you. So I get there. And I pull up in this gravel parking lot. Oh, that's is, a bad sign. Yeah, automatically a bad oh, sign. Oh, bad sign. I think it used to be pavement. It's just so beat down at this point. And it's like 12, 13 rooms, a normal roadside motor lodge. And me and one of my buddies were there. And all they had was single bed bedrooms, okay? And that's all we could get. But I paid like $20 a night. And so it wasn't no big deal. Well, anyway, I get there, I pull up, your truck is sparkling. God, it looked awesome. And uh, I miss that truck so bad. Every day of my life, I miss that truck. <laughs> but anyway, I pulled up, it looked amazing, and we walk in, and there's this old lady there, and there's mm-hmm. this old man sitting in the corner, and he's staring, but he ain't staring at us. He's just staring way off into space. And, mm, and I wonder why. And I mean, like, really just... Straight out of the hills have eyes. This old dude just staring off into space, drooling a little bit. No, I'm serious. <laughs> oh I'm, my God. I'm not making this up. And and I remember the screen door just like, <clears throat> when you open the screen door to walk in there, there was cats everywhere. There's like, they had like four Ugh, cats. Gross. And this old lady comes up and she's like, oh, grandma type on an apron and stuff. And, and she's like, oh, <clears throat> hey, you know, you must be blah, blah, blah. And she looks on her handwritten, wire bound, you know, college ruled paper pad and finds my name. The yellow paper. Too. No, it was, it was white paper. And, wow, uh, she didn't even splurge for the yellow paper. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no fancy pewters up here in Batyville. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so she finds my name and stuff, and she's like, I'll show you your room. And I'm like, oh, that's not necessary. You know, don't worry about it. I said, you know, uh, just got a phone in the room. And she's like, no, honey, there's a phone booth in the, in the uh, uh, shit parking lot. And I'm like, okay. And, and you know, because back then cell phones were really flaky, especially up there. And I'm like, well, does it have running water? And she looked at me like I'd hit her. She's like, uh, yeah, of course. You know, what do you think we are? <laughs> I'm looking around the cats. I'm looking looking around at, you know, Papa Billy there staring off into space, you know, watching Matlock. I'm thinking, yeah, I know what you all are. But, uh, but anyway, whatever. I just need a place to sleep for the night. So I get my key, honest to God, old key. Of course, you know, 2001. But anyway, get my old key and walk into this room. And I remember put the key in, and the door don't open all the way. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm sorry, frig. And uh, and, I, and something's blocking the door. And, and it's kind of already dusk when we get there. Because we had, we had hit, you know, show Mon- before and drove down. Money's on a dead cat. Um, Well, no. I open the door, and I reach and turn on the light. And it's hitting the foot of the bed. I'm like, well, that's strange. But the bed, when we walk in, the door hits the foot. The right-hand side of the bed is against a wall. The headboard of the bed is against a wall. And this is not a real big bed. This is like a, a full-size bed. It's not even a queen. This room is so small that the door wouldn't open fully. So we had to open it and squeeze or climb over the bed to close the door. You could sit on the door or sit in the bed, put your feet across the carpet, and put them on the dresser against the other wall. I mean, this room wasn't seven foot wide. Wow. I've never seen the room. The little offices here. Yeah. The room was about the same width, and that's not exaggeration. It had a bathroom because you walked straight into the bed. 
You went around the bed, and as soon as the bed ended against the wall, there was a door. The bathroom, I remember, if you sat on the toilet, you had to put a foot in the bathtub because the wall was so close to the front of the toilet. A guy my size, I mean, you know, back then I was six foot three. It's for my spine, blah, 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 and I lost an inch, but I couldn't fit. So you had poop on... sideways? Huh. Never thought about it like that. That was awkward, wasn't it? Well, it one foot in the in the uh, the tub and one foot spread out. So I don't know about that, but it looked like you were getting a pap smear. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was it was pretty. It was, you were spread eagle to the Dude, world, I, man. I can I cannot top that. That is horrible. Oh no, it gets better. So anyway, the smell. It was just must, just musty, wet cat in that room. And I said, <laughs> thinking, you know, oh, was, was Grandma Edna letting her cats run around in that place? Or what's going on here? And I, I kept expecting, like, the velvet painting of Jesus, the eyes to slide back and a real eyeball be looking through the window <laughs> at me, you know. That old man's in there just pleasuring himself or something. But anyway. No, there's uh, just a whole drill in the wall, man. We went to the dollar store and yeah. got a blanket and, like, two cans of Lysol and just soaked everything down. And we slept in our clothes on that blanket on the well, you bed. you dirtied your clothes really bad then. Oh, it was so nasty. Uh, threw the blanket away when I left. So I ain't taking that some bitch home. Well, anyway, just awful experience. Two weeks later, they closed it down because there was a, 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 a back then, I guess it would have been probably Coke or something because meth wasn't around, but some crack whore got killed in a drug deal gone bad in the bedroom right beside the one we were staying at. So two weeks later, the hotel closed. A month after that, they retrofitted it into self-serve storage units. So the hotel that I paid twenty dollars a night for, if I'd waited just a month, I could have got the whole damn room for a month for thirty bucks. <laughs> oh my god! And I promise you, it was wow. no, it was no worse than when I got in there in the first place. Holy fuck! No, no alarm clock, no telephone in the room. This is no joke. You know, twenty years old, I couldn't wake. Did my it have ass one up. of those lights where you? There's a little chain. Yeah. Did it really? Oh my god! Wow. So it was like a fire hazard. Wall mount chain light. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Dead serious on that one. Uh, they did have a TV, but it had antenna. It had like three channels. It had bunny rabbit ears? No, it was outside antenna. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it looked like cable, but it wasn't. There was no alarm clock. There was no phone. And I did not trust myself to waking up early enough, you know, because 20 years old, I'm not real responsible. The old lady come and knocked on our door at 6 o'clock in the morning. That was the alarm clock? Mm-hmm. That's who you got a yep. room call? Wait. Said, I need a wake-up call. And that's where the phone conversation come in. And she comes, don't worry, I'll wake y'all up. And she walked to our room at 6 o'clock in the morning to wake us up. Knocking on the door. Jesus. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Did, I have a question. Did it have carpet? If it did, I'm sure it was shag. <laughs> it smelled like a wet, musty cat in there. Dude, that sounds so gross. I mean, like, I've, I've been in some shitty hotels. Ones where I thought that... You know, there's more cockroaches there than people, but that I can't, I can't even touch. Okay, so Chris Wilson and I, and Dad, and J.W. Houck, yeah, we went to Samstown Casino in Tunica, Mississippi, for Show Fest in 2013. I guess would have been the first year they had it at Samstown. Yeah, because uh, I know they had it at Harris a year before. That was a year of the big flood. I think it was 2013. It may have been 2012. Those dates kind of blur a little bit at this point because they were just so similar. But anyway, we stayed in a room at the Samstown uh, Casino. Actually, my review is still up in TripAdvisor because I went home and left a review, and I hardly ever do that. So it was that bad? That bad. It was that bad. Mississippi Delta, end of May, no air conditioning. And this is a casino. Dear God, it had to be 100 degrees in your room. They, it was over 100 degrees. They moved us to another room. This one was even better. It had sort of air conditioning, but it was blowing out like just lint 
out of the actual vents. It would never been cleaned when we turned it on. Just, just does. oh, it gets so much better. And this is a casino that's supposed to be decent. The fridge, whoever had ate there several times ago, had left a ton of leftovers in it. It was a big plate of barbecue ribs. They were still there, but they had been there so long they had lost all color and all smell. It was just gray, gelatinous riblets <laughs> in a metal pan. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's disgusting. There was a baby bottle under the bed full of juice. Holy fuck. And that's just all that I remember. I remember Chris Wilson running around it just picking up stuff and just laughing at it. Because he's a lot less squeamish than I am anyway. I mean, he would just laugh at it. Like, oh, look at this. Somebody's food. Oh, oh my God. God. That's so I went down. I went down and, and lost my shit on them at the front desk. So they moved us a second time. So we had three rooms. Finally, the third room was at least acceptable, but it was not great. But at that point, you know, hell, we drove 14 hours. And it was just it was just time to time to crash you know, out. My, so I've never been in a place that bad. When we talk about shitty hotels, the oh, shitty I've got is, more. The, Jesus Christ! What are these places cost twenty five dollars to stay in? Well, uh, Sam's Town was was considerably more because they jacked the price for Showfest. Oh. You were paying one hundred fifty, one hundred seventy five dollars a night for that. Um, Ma and Paul, uh, you know, Ambergy there, the 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 hotel up in uh, the Bobcat Motor Lodge, it was right at twenty bucks a night. Now my favorite ever. Was the scenic motor lodge? And you keep seeing a trend here, motor lodge. Why, why would you go? Why would you go to places in motor? Nineteen ninety nine. I'm an eighteen year old kid. <laughs> I'll tell you this, and we'll move on. This is the last hotel story. Even though Farva, I think, told about the murder uh, hotel, the Knights Inn with blood on the walls yeah. and, the, and the ceiling missing. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty rough. The, the, that's that's bad. Yeah, that was pretty rough. Um, uh, ninety nine. So I'm eighteen years old. No. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, I think so. Uh, 99, May 7th through 9th, 1999. That's exactly when it was because I have it wrote down in my office somewhere. Uh, the Sport Compact Lowrider Euro Super Show thing that Charlie Cobble put on okay. that ended up merging with the Mini Nats and becoming the Nopey Mini Nats. So he had, he had a show designed as pre-Fast and Furious. So it was designed around Sport Compacts back when they were all pretty badass. Uh, so they weren't decked out with lights. They weren't ricey at that point. Oh. It, was, it was before the so term no, ricey no, even was coined. No, no fart cans. A lot of gritty stuff. You know, I posted some pictures. A lot of great stuff. A lot of minis were there. There was a lot of minis at that show. And traditional lowriders. That's where I got the chance to see Wayne Costa. That's the that's the one that I actually posted the picture of Wayne Costa hopping his Mighty Max mm-hmm. with Shannon Bullis and Shannon Bullis's rat tail right in front of me. <laughs> Which, you know, I'm not taking Andy Serginis's thunder here. But he said the funniest damn thing I've ever heard about entire life. He said, I bet you muddy that rat tail is under glass and is insured by Lloyd's of London. <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. But, yeah. but anyway, so 99, this is my – have I never told this story in here, the $75 weekend? Me and one of my buddies made an entire weekend. You the one where you ate the peanut butter? No, 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 no. That was – that was much more adult than I care to admit. <laughs> and this one, I'm still a kid. I'm, okay. I'm 17 or 18 years. I'm 18 years old. Okay. That's a kid to me. Okay. The, the Farva trip with the peanut butter, I'm too damn old to be eating, <laughs> eating a hotel peanut butter. So, yeah. I mean, that, was, that was a bad time. <laughs> I've told you about when I was kind of homeless. Yeah. That was that time I was homeless. And, okay. And so, literally, I'm sleeping in the vehicle and, and just wasn't coming very well. <laughs> I did not have my shit together at that point in my life. Uh, oh, God. Dark days, man. Being, dark days. being young. Yeah. So it was before my boy was born. So it was sometime before. No, it was right around that. It was 2010, I guess. So still 29, 30, way too damn old to be. No, maybe. I don't know. Don't matter. Anyway, 
Scenic Motor Lodge. So let me back up. Made, we wanted to go to this show, but neither of us had any money. This is the Sport Compact show in Pigeon Forge. I actually skipped one of my proms uh, to go there. Oh, I remember you told me you went to a show on your prom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. I skipped one of the proms to go there and went down there with 75 bucks in my pocket. Left with a tank of gas in my Tacoma. Mm-hmm. God, it was so nice. I miss that truck. Did you go buy you one one of these days? Nah, it ain't the same. You can never go back. Unless I got that particular truck, and that particular truck is a fork by now. Oh, you know it is. Oh, no doubt. Are you there? It's um, been yeet yeet to the point where you don't want it anymore. Well, that's probably true, too. But anyway, so down there in the Tacoma, it's sparkling. It's awesome. And I got 75 bucks. My buddy with me, he ain't got shit. But I'm like, hey, I'll float you. I don't know how the hell I thought I was going to float him. I'm like, I'll float you. Don't worry about it. So the first thing we do, we had to find a hotel room. And thing about Pigeon Forge in May, they're still right on the line at that point in mid-May to uh, before they up the prices for the tourist season. So mm-hmm. I can still get a pretty cheap price. And a lot of those little hotels, especially the older mom-and-pop style hotels, the you could get a really cheap rate. You know, the Family Inn type stuff, the Americana Inn, those kind of places, the non-chain hotels, you can get really cheap there because there's just so much competition, especially on a non-busy weekend. Driving up the strip, see Scenic Motor Lodge. Rooms, $17 a night. That's old. That's cheap, but you can That's still old. find you can still find very close to that. You can still get a twenty some dollar room in Pigeon Forge. Yeah. Imagine what it's like. Well, yeah, yeah, I kinda got an idea as I proceed with the story. Oh. So drove up by the Scenic Motor Lodge. Now, for anybody that goes to Pigeon Forge now, the Scenic Motor Lodge was all the way at the end of the strip on the left where the new track go kart track is at. You know how you got the track, the mm. preeminent well, they bought out Bear Country Go-Karts, which was built on the site of the former Scenic Motor Lodge. And the Scenic had a big neon sunburst or starburst sign out front and everything. It looked really art deco and cool. Okay, so anyway, blah, blah, blah. Um, Why didn't you bring me caffeine today? My synapses aren't firing in order today. I got got one for the next time. Oh, cool. Okay, great. Yeah, It's going to be disgusting, too. Yeah, Brandon Shirley's going to bring us something special, too. Uh, Yeah, he already told me. But anyway, all right. So, Scenic Motor Lodge, $17 a night. Like, that's awesome. I go in, make my reservation for the room or, or tell them I want a room. I pay for one night. And this is ignorance on my part. Uh-huh. I'd always seen my dad. This is the first time I ever stayed by myself, first of all. 18 years old, first time I ever had a room by myself. And uh, I always see my dad check out on Sundays. And in my head, I thought, that's when you pay. So I paid for the first night. And just in my head, I thought that you had to pay when you left. So I paid for one night. And I never think nothing about it. Well, then, so that's a total of roughly, I think after tax, like 40 bucks, okay? Then we go out, and I remember this, we go to the Kmart, which is closed now. And I really wanted a set of speakers they had there. I had my subs, but I didn't have any door speakers. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I you go a, down there 75 bucks, and you're already wanting to buy speakers. Well, now, bear with me. They were on the clearance aisle. They were AudioVox Rampage, six and a half. So I remember it plain as day. They're $15. Now, I really want them. That was after tax and everything. I'm up to 55 bucks out of $75. And okay. you have $20 left. Gas is only about a buck a gallon at this point. I had a full tank when I left. So I've got, you know, I've set aside the, the hotel room money. That's, you know, 38 40 bucks. I bought these $15 speakers. And then for the next two hours, I proceed to attempt to wire them up in the parking lot. The Kmart parking lot. And I have video of this. And if I can find it, I will digitize it. Hell, I know where it's at. I have 8 millimeter. If I can find some way to transfer that over, because I threw the camcorder away. But I have 8 millimeter tapes 
of me hooking this up, which is very, very foreshadowing because while being videoed by my buddy, I say, you know, this quick wiring job, watch it burn down next week. We'll get back to that. So anyway, ha, 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 truck burned down. So anyway, why are these speakers up? I'm out $55. We're at Kmart. And the first thing I think of, we need some groceries, you know. Uh, and honestly, I'm 55 bucks at this point. We go to Kmart, or we go to Kroger, which at the time was right beside it. Mm-hmm. We spend like $7 in groceries. Buy a loaf of bread, pack of bologna. Uh, I think we got a case, or a, like a six-pack or 12-pack of pop, and a bag of chips. And that is what we ate for three days. Wow. That is all we had for three days. And that leaves me just a few dollars, but I'd calculated it. That was just enough to get home. Dollar a gallon. Tacoma got 20 miles a gallon. I'm 200 miles away. So I had, you know, 10 bucks. Is that is that the math right or five bucks? Well, you had... Uh... I had a little bit left over, so I had just enough. It was like seven or eight dollars left. Had just enough to top the tank off at the time. Cruise around that weekend and make it home, but we made it home in fumes. Well, anyway, so at this point, my money is spent, and it's Friday. I had to buy them damn speakers. Don't know why. And there was no debit cards back then. There was no credit cards. I didn't have shit. I was broke, broke. But, man, I didn't care. I had a reliable vehicle for once. Uh, I had a full tank of gas, and I had a beaded necklace and frosted tips and skate <laughs> shoes. And there was a lowrider and sport compact show in Pigeon Forge. Well, you know, we didn't really a lot for the fact that we have to pay to get in. Oh, fuck. So Charlie Cobble, if you're listening, and he's not, I'm sorry I snuck into your show in 1999, <laughs> and, and I will pay you your $10 anytime you want it. Because yeah. we literally hopped the orange construction fence on the lot next door and snuck in through the buildings and went to this show that was held at the... <laughs> oh which I think God. it was a Howard Johnson or a Travel Lodge back then. I think it was a Travel Lodge, all the way at the end of the strip to the left, right past where the scenic is, ironically. We were very close to the show. And uh, we sneak in and walk around, take pictures, go back to the room, eat our bologna sandwich and our chips, and uh, then go out, sit right in the strip with that camcorder because <laughs> I made my buddy, who yeah. was not a talker, I made him film everything. And, man, you get me talking trash to random girls you get amazing cruising action. I got to digitize that. That was some good stuff. Well, I, I know a website. My my mother uh, digitized a bunch of eight millimeter stuff. Really? Yeah, I'll, I'll find it for you. I wonder if mine is legal. I don't know that answer. Just so you know, yeah, that's 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 a interesting question. They don't watch it, do they? <laughs> Whatever. They probably keep a copy for blackmail. <laughs> so, but no. Anyway, it's so the ironic thing. We yeah. made it home, but on the way home, we were so hungry. I mean, we just ate bologna for three days. You know, get there on a Friday morning or a Thursday night. No, it's Friday morning. And uh, literally bologna for three days. And we're so hungry. Wanting, and we, we managed to pull over and find, like, just enough change. I'm not making this up. We have, like, you know, a pop or something left. We find just enough loose change, a dollar bill here, a quarter there, in my truck, under the seats, and, and, and blah, 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 to buy each of us a 99-cent cheeseburger at Sonic. We were so very, it's not a very good cheeseburger either. I think Sonic cheeseburgers are badass. Oh, I think gross. Sonic cheeseburgers this may be my favorite ever uh, really? fast food cheeseburger at, no. at Tunica, Mississippi. Because, anyway, another story for another day. We'll, we'll stay off Mississippi for a minute, but I had the best damn double cheeseburger ever at a Sonic, which is closed I'm now. I'm starving. You're talking I'm, about food. I, we are talking about food, aren't we? Yeah, I'm starving. I'm hungry, too. Damn it. <laughs> That's what we get for waiting two days to finish this episode. Yeah. Trying to rush we, it. We, but we knew it happened. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is rare for us. We don't ever do that. But anyway, so on the way home, I mean, and we don't ever split the episode like this. This is, we may wait, you know, thirty minutes between. Yeah, but, but we, we usually never, record all. Yeah, the same but night. we just, you know, Mike was such great content that we kind of let it roll a little bit longer, and it kind of pushed us back a little bit, and we screwed up, you know, the timing at the beginning and stuff. So that's that's on us. But but anyway, blah blah blah. Um, found just enough money to get these cheeseburgers, and I was so excited. And I and I, I unwrapped the cheeseburger and I set it like right on my door handle of the big armrest just for a second, just so I could reach over to get my pop. And I hit my elbow. And it went everywhere in the floor. My buddy that was with me, he said, That is the most dejected and sad that I've ever seen an adult in my entire life. <laughs> he said, You look like somebody come in and shot your puppy right out of your arms. He said, The look in your face, and I just drove home in silence with no food. <laughs> So anyway, um, but no, that was that was a great trip. And two weeks later, the truck burned down to the ground. So I foreshadowed it. Which truck? My Tacoma. My fault. I had two Jensen ALX 1000 amplifiers at that time. This was before I competed. I had 15. So hold on, wait. But I had cheap. Well, I'll explain. That truck burnt? Oh, completely. Did not know that. Yeah. They were trying to total it, and, and I, I begged and whined and bitched and cried and, and, and begged my dad, you know, a lawyer, like, please don't let them total this truck. This is my favorite vehicle ever. You know, I'll never have another one like it, which I'm not. And uh, and I sure as hell won't have anything else reliable like it. <laughs> and it was amazing. God, I miss that truck. But anyway, um, and I begged him, you know, please talk. Because it was right like within a few bucks of them totaling it or not, and they wanted to total it. So here's what happened. I had two Jensen ALX 1000 amplifiers at the time. Like I said, this was way before competing days. And uh, the uh, I had the amps. They were the ones that had the built-in wiring harness they actually had like oh i remember those yeah they're built in eight gauge and stuff it's really weird and that they quit doing that that yeah god yeah because that was a death trap yeah anyway um what i they didn't build an eight gauge they had just like a built-in harness just real strange anyway cheapy amps and i ran eight gauge wire directly from my battery and a tacoma has a rear bench seat Mm -hmm. that folds down but it's actually a metal box and there's storage compartments which is a cool place to put an amplifier. So I have my amps in that storage compartments and a brass uh, distribution block, a non-fused brass distribution block. I had a fuse right at the amplifier, but oh. I did not have a fuse at the battery because I was 18 years old and I was stupid. So Lee, I don't have fuses at all. The brass distribution block, when I was wiring up the speakers in the Kmart parking lot, yeah. I actually took the cover off of it and used it with my multimeter to uh, test uh, some voltage, something like that. I was having trouble getting voltage to the amps after I wired my speakers and head unit, blah, blah, blah. I did a lot of wiring in that parking lot. I don't even remember what all it was. It was probably <laughs> way more than I needed to do just to wire speakers. <laughs> but anyway, I remember the dash being apart and everything. I think I blew a fuse, and I didn't oh, want to figure it out. Oh, and I think sucks. I just routed around it by tapping into other things, and, and that doesn't matter. But anyway, because I didn't have enough money for a fuse, to be quite honest. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, this brass distribution block, I took the cover off of it mm-hmm. while I was trying to troubleshoot, mm-hmm. and I never put it back on. Mm-hmm. And it was not bolted down. Mm-hmm. But it was taut where it was at. It was fine. Well, anyway, driving the last day of my senior year, right there at the beginning of June, I was driving around, and all of a sudden, the gauge cluster just starts bouncing all the needles. I'm like, what the hell? And then the actual it. gauge cluster fills up with smoke. I'm like, oh, my God. And then fills up with fire. And then I see smoke and fire come out of the hood, and you're exactly right. The block grounded, and then entire length of eight-gauge cable, which was routed through my steering column wiring. It caught fire. From one end to the other. Yep, and then it, it was called like a every- cannon fuse. And then it caught everything else on fire. And it caught everything else on fire. I actually had something like happen, but it was uh, one-off. Oh, God. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, see, yeah. you your competition level, you don't fuse, do you? You can't. Fuse this test. But the <laughs> <laughs> only reason that one broke is because that was the one time I let a brick and mortar store build me something and it shattered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The box completely fell apart. Legit fell apart. Going right what across. was the store? Huh? What was the store? Uh, TNT Car Audio. Uh, in Prestonburg. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. They built me a battery box and a speaker box. Jesus. The but, uh, the speaker box was held together uh, with like ten screws. It's fucking terrible. Nice. And the battery box didn't have a fucking bottom on it. Nice. It was just basically. So it's, it's a battery hat. It, it, it had it had literal four screws. Come on, battery hat was funny. <laughs> Thank Dude, you. And I had I had that was a pity laugh. I had Damn six uh, kinetic twenty four hundreds, which are seventy five pounds base. Wow. And it shattered going around a corner and about caught my truck on fire. I was mad as maybe fuck. it's because it's a Ranger. It's doomed, is that what you're saying? <laughs> so anyway. I, I've cut enough holes in mine that it's not much of a rain. No, I understand. Anymore. You know, I talk about my Sonoma all the time, but it's literally a cab, two doors, and a dash. That's, That's it. all I got. That's what I got left. That's what I got, too. I got a hood. Somewhere I got the fenders, supposedly. Well, they're in They're in the cab. Oh, yeah, right? Jeremy said they're in the cab, the cab didn't he? Cab. Bless his little heart. Yep. So anyway, um, what are we talking about? Stereo. I have blah, a bed, blah, blah. but it's got holes in it, too. Oh, though. yeah, so my Tacoma broke down. Uh-huh. And it was actually at Toyota for yeah. nine months. Nine months, man. They had to get a harness custom made in Japan. Why? Because they didn't have them in stock anywhere in America. Anywhere. It took them three and a half months just to get the harness shipped in. Made and shipped in. At that point, uh truck was five years old. They were not keeping that harness in stock. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Charged $3,500 just for that wire and harness. I remember seeing the itemized insurance bill and stuff. Yeah. So your dad actually got them to not total it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. It was nine grand, and the truck would have been worth. Well, it, been, it was five years old. It wasn't. It was. I didn't buy it new. Well, Toyota Toyotas hold their value really well. Toyotas hold their value really well. I got it from Gamble Toyota in Somerset, and uh, I was dating a girl at the time that lived on a mountain, and my first truck was an '88 D50, which is the same thing as Mighty Max. It was, yeah. it was a manual. It was, it was a manual transmission. They didn't trust me enough. That they thought I'd kill myself trying to drive at five speed around the mountain because this is a windy ass mountain road. She lived in a little trailer. Oh up man, you, you drift that bitch. Don't call it what it is. I was not very talented, I guess. <laughs> and they ended up letting me. I'd, I'd saved up some money, and they ended up matching it and, and let me get that truck. But but anyway, blah blah blah. Uh, so yeah, technically we we've had an interesting episode. We uh, interviewed the I Mike did Murray. not know the Tacoma burned. Yeah man. Completely. That is fucked. Well, have you ever heard me call it Sparky before? Yes, but That's I didn't why. know why you called it Sparky. <laughs> That's why. Sparky, That's fucked, man. Sparky the Tacoma was... <laughs> yep. I'd cry myself to sleep. Yep, yep, yep. I would. Somewhere I still have one of those Jensen amps, I'm sure. See, now the, the trick to running... If anybody's listening and you run no fuses, you lots of fucking zip ties. So Everything keep, keep that, in mind that anything that Shay says is the sole discretion of Shay Mullins and has no reflection whatsoever on the also, LCD podcast and is not considered legal advice and or installer advice as he is just an amateur. <laughs> so And make sure that you cover everything that that wire could touch. With aluminum foil. Rubber. I use, <laughs> I use bed liner. Thank you very much. So my uh, the whole frame that touches it is covered in bed liner. Why can't you just put the wire down a PVC pipe? Uh, the wire's too big. It would literally, literally touch my tire. <laughs> So it look like a sewer pipe. It, it like, would. It would have to. The, I'd have to run like. What do you run? Uh, four alt. <laughs> <laughs> my, my my wheels in the back are eleven inches wide, and the front ones are ten. Uh huh. So All there's right. not like there's a lot of room. Do you there. tug? What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. With that big of a wheel in the front? Yeah. They said inside defenders. No kidding. I didn't yeah. know. That. Yeah. They're a good offset. Gotcha. Okay. Really good offset for So it. so we've had an interesting interesting episode. You know this was. The I have mic- no turning radius. 
literal fucking nun. It's almost hilarious. You mean torture. like F two and his, his yay yay wheels? Like yeah, oh shit, his twelve point turn when he's trying to pull the trailer. Yeah, that, that's me. So again, this was the Mike Murray episode. We got a chance to talk to Mike. That was fun. It was great. Uh, I had fun interesting, talking to Mike. Interesting to see that side of him, you know, as a guest versus a host of himself. That's and, true. And it turns out he's uh, he's. He was one of the most popular clubs in the United States. I feel like an idiot. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. and we're on one of the largest shows. And his list of accomplishments were, were much higher. So I totally put my foot in my mouth yep. and looked you, like you an did. You did. I didn't know anything, but I won't mention nothing. So I mean, I mean, literally, I was like, "Hey, you like trucks too?" <laughs> that's about that's about as educated as my questions <laughs> were. And so he, I feel like apparently, a apparently, he likes flea markets. He does like flea markets. Right, so that's he, cool. he fits in with us on that one. So he's kind of like a Florida Glenn Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. cool with that. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know that brings up an interesting point. I have an idea. What? We need to go to the Bull Creek Flea Market. Why we will go to the Bull Creek? Flea because market? we need to take a couple of GoPros, and we need <laughs> oh to my do. God. We need to do. <laughs> no, bear with me here. <laughs> we need to do a guided tour slash I don't know video expose. We have to do it in the first month. Oh yes, in, in it has spring. to be the first miss episode. Oh my god, it's the LCD first miss special. Holy shit, great live, name! Live <laughs> from the Bull Creek Flea Market <laughs> in Prestonburg, like, Kentucky. You know what though? I'm gonna get some pork crimes. We're going over there. So we need to do the whole thing. Oh, we need to go. Crowns. We need to haggle with people. Is oh, there anybody that sells like stereo shit or anything? Oh yeah, there's 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 a uh, there's a uh, this old guy that's okay. been selling, selling there for years. He sells like Boss and other brands that I can't oh, right. pronounce. Yeah. yeah, I mean like everything has LEDs in it made of plastic. Outstanding. Yeah, uh, we need to go haggle with him on stereo stuff. He sells CB it. radios too, so you might be. Interested. I can haggle with CB radios. Yes. Absolutely. You'd be like, I, I know what this. Yeah. Bullshit, electronic bullshit thing. I don't know. Yeah, the only it, problem is his brands are like Unidont. <laughs> probably <laughs> is. And I can imagine. I'll give you $3 for this. $40, sir. Do, no, $3. Do you, do, do you got Cobra? No, but I got Moccasin. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to get a Moccasin CB. And it, <laughs> I'm going to buy some bootleg DVDs because you can't make some bootleg DVDs. And I'm going to get a, a Kenford amplifier. A Kenford? Yeah, a Kenford. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go down there. I'm gonna buy myself some of those school lunch trays that I don't know what I'd use for. That's cool. That's cool. And what, maybe, do, what the fuck do you buy those I don't for? Know. I don't for know, real. but I bet you they sell coon dogs. Oh yeah, no, they don't allow them with Bull Creek anymore. Oh, anymore, they, anymore. Wow, the, the fact that there was a precedent can, set for you, that you can't sell animals there anymore. Period. Wow. Yeah, the, but what about working animals like roosters? You can buy them down the road. There's another little. Well, of course flea, you can. That's another little flea market. The one in the gap there. As soon as you go through the gap to the right, yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, that, what you're that's the one. That's the one. You can sell animals there. So that's like the. The Rebel Flea Market yeah, that's for Bull it. Creek? That's it, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's the Rebel Flea Market. So that's I like, think so. You got Grant and Lee there. I love it. That is outstanding. <laughs> Just glaring at each other over generic stereo equipment and fighting roosters. You know, you know what the great thing about going to flea markets, though? Occasionally, I can go through there and I can buy like a Craftsman Ratchet for like $5. Mm-hmm. That's broken. They're like, I'll throw it away. And they just take it to the yeah. Sears. And yeah. yeah, and they fix it for you. I used to buy buckets of the Sears return. There was always the few Sears that were left in eastern Kentucky. There was always some random pothead kid working. You know that yeah. would that didn't care about anything. Nobody's coming in, but they'd have a five gallon bucket. I don't know if you know this or not. Underneath the the front desk, because when people return those ratchets and stuff, they throw them in a bucket, and then Craftsman comes every few months and takes the full bucket back to recondition, melt down. Who knows what the hell they do with them? So anyway, uh, so you go in there to to uh, Sears, and there'll be a five gallon bucket with. 50 ratchets in it, 75 ratchets, in it, including I've, I've got three of the three quarter craftsmen, the big ones, which are holy some dogs shit. in these buckets before. And I'd say, Hey, Hey, you know, whatever, Trevor, uh, Hey Trevor, you know, stop talking there. Give me a second. Let me talk to you. Let me make some money. Why don't you sell me that bucket of trash in there for 50 bucks? <laughs> really? And then for months at a time, 
I would go back to various Sears stores and say, hey, I'd like to get a rebuild kit for, for this ratchet. Oh, you don't have one? Well, I'd be willing to take a new one and trade. And I'd just stockpile. I've got like 75 brand new Craftsman ratchets in Man, boxes in the garage. Three-quarter ones. Yeah, I have three of them. No Damn. joke. No joke. That is a fucking sweet find. No. And I'm not saying... American-made three-quarter? I'm, I'm not saying that I do this or have done this because I'm not sure about the legalities of it. So this is just a speculative saying. But let's just say that you could take one single three-quarter ratchet yeah. and run it to three different Sears stores and get rebuild kits at every single one. <laughs> then if somebody was so inclined, you could sell the rebuild kits. And, you know, finally get yourself a brand new three-quarter ratchet out of it. Mm. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that, I mean, that's a doable thing, right? It, but I've never done it. Oh, you've never done it. And you have no purely, idea. No, yeah, but, you know, it may not work. But in my head, that probably uh, would. It sounds like good math. Sounds like good math. Yeah. So, anyway, um, blah, 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 blah. Speaking of good math, we got a bunch of shows coming up, man. Uh, and I've learned about a couple new ones today. You, you did tag me in a swap meet. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So... We are looking at getting the shirts, the first ever LCD podcast shirts designed by Graphic Disorder. Uh-huh. We're looking to get those in April. April? March. 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 Yes, we're getting them in March. Duh, I'm stupid. I'm about to say. Yeah. <laughs> Cut that close. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, being very presumptive, there is a swap meet. And it's not a mini truck show, but there's a swap meet in Moorhead, Kentucky. And I love Moorhead. That is put on by a local club up there that has put on events for several years now at an abandoned, um, uh, it used to be an abandoned like an elementary school or a high school or something like that. Mm-hmm. They've turned into a community center. It's mm-hmm. the Haldeman Community Center. And they have shows. Uh, I think one's called Hoodlums and the Holler. They do it in August. And it's mostly old cars and stuff, but it it's a good show. It's 150, 175 vehicles. And uh, in the middle of nowhere, again, because you're, you're 15 They do minutes. that up in the, the mountain, right? It's like 10, 15 minutes east of Moorhead proper on 60. And, yeah, it's up in the hills where, like, the, 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 the not salt mines, the clay mines and stuff were. Yeah, I forgot what that place is. Um, Hades Crossing? Hades Crossing? Hades Crossing. Hades Crossing. Yeah. yeah. Wow, good memory, dude. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so they have this show there at this abandoned uh, Haldeman Community Center, this abandoned school. And this year they were doing a swap meet. And they were renting out spaces really cheap, you know, like 15 by 20 spaces for, for next to nothing. And I thought, you know what? There's quite a few mini truckers that go to that. We need a test run because we've never done the whole merchandising thing before. And before we jump into the mini trucking nationals, which would have been the first show of the year for us, mm-hmm. and you know, potentially either get completely ignored or bombarded or completely ignored, we, it may be cool to get a smaller event. So I went ahead and paid registration today to set up at this swap meet on April 10th. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go to Moorhead. So the first chance you can actually buy what? The, Spy Horse Lee, oh, that's a really, that light is in the way. Never mind, it's an awful picture. What? I'm naturally blurry. No, you're. it's like really dark. Okay, what are you trying to take a picture of me for? My wife has what I was doing. There we go. That didn't work. No, I'm it also, didn't. I'm no, also wearing glasses, dude. Hold on. Damn it. No, it, it's just black. Look at this. This is all it is. Look at that. Because uh, yeah. it's blowing me out back there. I got yeah. you. Okay, so anyway. Nah, okay. fuck that. So, at the swap meet, what? All right, so I'm going to bring a bunch of random shit. I think I even have an old well, set of Euro taillights. We're go- oh, do I you bu- really? I, I bought for $5. Oh, dude, that's a good idea. So, I'm going to take those down there. Get rid I'm of them. Ne- I've never done a swap meet thing. Me neither. I've got, I know I've, I've got- never. Mini truck swap meet. Everybody listen to this. There's going to be a bunch of mini truck well, parts. Well, if you're in the that area of, of eastern, northeastern Kentucky, I mean, yeah, Moorhead is only an hour from Huntington. If fill, that. A, fill a garbage bag filled with all kinds of it's random 45 minutes from Ashland. It's like less, less than an hour from Lexington. 
you know, that's cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll sell some random random mini truck parts. I mean, I've got a couple sets of S10 wheels. and I, and I got all kinds of Explorer parts, and that transfers over to a Ranger. So Some Thorbeck stuff that I might use, and we'll hook a little trailer up to the Blazer, and we'll head up there. I'm trying to think what else I have. I might even have some old speakers and shit laying around. Oh, I'm just thinking I, I have a few of that stuff, too. I might even take my audio bonds and sell them there. I mean, like, we rid of all of it. We... Yeah, well, vendors. That'd be fun. I want to yeah. haggle with somebody anyways. It'd be like, no, man, $15. That'd be fun. It'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> but anyway, but at the same time, yeah. we're going to set up the actual LCD booth just to try it as a pure dry run. And I don't expect we'll sell one or two, but it'll be a neat experience. It'd be a cool looking shirt, so. though, so they might buy it. Yeah, yeah, I might buy it. Uh, Joey Brewer has already told me that he wants to set up the Toyota he bought, the Riddler that he bought off Sean Reese, the the green and graphic Toyota. Yeah. He said, if I still got it, which, you know, he always sells everything, but if I still got it, I'll set it up at your booth. So we will actually have a vendor booth with a mini truck set up there. Hmm. Yeah, pretty cool. So, huh? so if anybody wants a specific part that they want to come pick up, they should probably tell us before we go down there. Now you're just trying to be greedy and make money off the I show. love so, money. So let's move on to the next love topic. Love money. So I learned about another well, show today. I'm pretty pretty interested in this. Hmm. Um, mini Truck Bash. It is in Lancaster, South Carolina. It's just right south. So, I have a question. Shoot. If it's called Bash, do we like all meet up and just beat the dog shit out of each other? No, that would be Mini Truck Slam Dance. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. My mistake. My yeah. mistake. Yeah. Totally, totally understandable. <laughs> Justifiable mistake. Or what kind of hardcore music do we listen to during that? <laughs> the Globsters. Is, the Globsters? Is that, a, is that a band? Used to be around here. And they were like comedy core. Uh, <laughs> comedy core? Yeah, they tried to be like laughable hardcore. I don't they, really know. So they, like, were, they were not good. So, oops. Well, there you go. I, mean, I hope it didn't insult anybody, but they weren't that good. I seen Foxy's just saying, there's nothing more comedy. Oh my God, I remember that one. They yeah, were we mentioned Four Story awful. Massacre last time. Yeah, Foxy's just saying is a travesty of music. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, like one of their songs is about screaming about no soap in the bathroom. Dude, I drove three hours to watch the Oakley Doakleys and Max Sabbath. I'd watch so, Max Sabbath. Max Sabbath was amazing. And when you mention Max Sabbath, though, every time I think about, man, I like to have a Big Mac. Yeah. You every, know, every and time. I don't even like McDonald's food. But same. Yeah. It just, we're just hungry. It's we, one of these. We we're, we're just hungry. Let's plow through this and, and wrap it up because this will be the longest episode ever. And then I'm, then maybe plow afterwards too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. So, yeah, uh, Mini Truck Bash. It's in Lancaster, South Carolina, which we're going to count that for the mountains. Who's hosting because, it? Um, Kent, uh, Kent Williams that's behind, uh, uh, oh, God. Uh, Is it Common Treads? It's Common Treads. Common Treads Magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. uh, that does the gathering. Yeah. It's his show. Gathering's a big show. Well, this is a new show that he's trying this year, and it's a mini truck show, and he's really kind of pushing for a lot of the old school rides to come out and stuff from what I've seen, and it's going to be really neat. They've got a pretty nice fairgrounds, and it's right south of Charlotte, North Carolina, so it's mm-hmm. just across South Carolina, line it looks like on the map, so we're going to count that as the mountains, because that is the tail-ass end of them. You know, there's still hills there, because that's very close to Kings Mountain, North Carolina. That's true. Where the Revolutionary War battle was, and that's definitely mountains, because I've been down there, and... Uh, two of my great, great, great whatevers fought in that, Stephen and James Connell. But anyway, blah, blah, blah. That's, I, I'm not going to get the Revolutionary War history, but it makes me giddy. Okay, so um, that is March, I think, 12th and 13th. It's a March show, and that's going to be very interesting because I've always begged for a local March show, and I'm going to go, uh, definitely. That will be 100%. This it's, March? Yeah. Nice. And it's like it's like five hours, five hours and a half, something like that. Well, that was ain't bad. No, you God, stay in no. a hotel, though, for five hours. Yeah, yeah, you would. You because would. if the show's five hours and you're five hours back, it's 15 hours. If you want to go with me, we'll stay in a hotel. If you don't want to go with me, I'll go and sleep in my blazer when is and it? take a truck stop shower. 
uh, March twelfth and thirteenth. But we have nothing. It. We have nothing to sell. So I mean, I'm just gonna Let's go check it out. Walk around. Yeah, just it's, it's it'll kind of suck now that we're doing this vendor thing. I guess sort of. I mean, we could we could take the booth and just not sell anything. Like we've always joked about. Yeah, like literally we could just look at people. You need Ranger parts. <laughs> I see these tail lights, bud. <laughs> so that is March 12th, 13th. That's new. Yeah. And uh, I, I shared that out on the council page today. And I'm pretty stoked about that one. Just it's neat to know that there's a regional mini truck show early like laid out the park used to be. You know, I feel like there's... Which should a, come back to the mountains. When it, when it comes to the mini truck culture and where they're located at in the United States, yeah. they're located in the mountains. Then they're located where it's hot. Just think about it. The you mean bit, as far as shows go? You no, know, the most the most accumulated amount of mini truckers in the same area. Think well, there's it. some big time shows out in the Midwest. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Out, out, out we're taught. Yeah, we're taught. I got you, Ryan. Okay. We're taught, but, okay, but if you're like if you go to the northeast, there used to be a ton of big shows up in the northeast. You know, I used to go to Carlisle, Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Now Carlisle's still around, and I always thought that was a really interesting show. The first time I went to Carlisle was 2005. I think that place is no, cold. Two thousand and cold. It's two thousand five. It's cold. And uh, yeah, it, it was well. Okay, fair enough. Wow, my phone's blowing up. That can't be good. Um, <laughs> there was like nine people that texted me. Have I? Uh oh. Oh, <laughs> what if I pissed off? <laughs> Fun patrol. But anyway, um, blah 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 blah. The uh, I frig. I okay, anyway, just talk about. Uh, also, don't forget Dillard Show. Oh, dumb. Yeah, um, don't forget. Um, absolutely. Uh, uh, Tri-Star Traditions. Tri-Star Traditions. So there's some changes there, and that is in somewhere, Lewisburg, The Tennessee? Goat City. The Goat City. Lewiston, Lewisburg, Louisville. The Lewis, home of the goat. Lu- yeah, the home of the goat. Um, is that what it really there's is? There's some goat or, I think is it, so. or is it lambs? I don't know. I don't uh, remember. But there's some changes to that one, and he has now moved that, and I don't know the details yet. I texted him yesterday. He posted some pictures. What's well, it a drive-in? It's a drive-in. Which can be really cool, potentially. Imagine this. Driving 1990s, tons of mini trucks. Oh, my God. How fucking cool would that be? That would have been absolutely out of this right. world, I have to admit. So, Maybe maybe some old school lowriders down there, gold-plated everything. That would be super cool. Someone set up in three-wheel. You know, let Shay drive through town, three-wheeling. Dude. Holy shit. Huh? Mitch Henderson died. Mitch Henderson that made the cha-ching full size that's on the, the OLP fuck? shirts. I just what just the got the text. That's holy shit. What the fuck? Uh yeah, I, I don't even know what to think about that, dude. Uh remember me telling you about pushing his roadster in Greenville, JW man, and Chris that's and I. Fucked, man. One of the greatest building minds ever. Holy shit. I'm I'm I, I should we even say this? I mean I I, I, I don't I don't know. Wow. I uh, wow. Oh, hell. Uh, John Jackson just posted uh, a photographer and it said, just got word. My homie and my brother, Mitch Henderson designs passed away today from a heart attack. I was supposed to see him next week for lunch. RIP my brother. Uh, oh my God. That's so fucked up. Wow. Well, yeah, that sucks, man. Cause he's not an old dude. Man, these past two years have been garbage. Let's just fucking call past it. Past years have been garbage. It really has. It's, it's, it's just seemingly a huge 2021 problem. is not starting out. No, this much. is, this is a fucking shitty way to start it out. Well, that's uh, not necessarily the type of news we like to break on here. Oh, wow. It really, really sucks. Uh, wow. I hate that for him and his family, man. Oh, that's terrible. Okay, but in the in the in the zone, let's let's stay with uh, it. Because, what's the next show? We got yeah. we, we, Dillard's is at a drive-in theater. Are we doing chronologically? 
Because now here's what here's gonna be next. Oh, which one was? His is TriStar Tradition. It's in May. But when, oh, it's in May. Yeah, it's in I kept May. thinking it was in March. And we've also I get got the mixed up. We've now. also got Madness in the Mountains that we are going oh, yes. to be in that. So, so we're going. To, yeah, we're going to stare. Now that will maybe have shirts. If I'm not mistaken, that'll be the second show we've in that. You will. Um, yeah, that's wild. Um, I'm sorry, my mind is a little off. Let me get my my game going back on here. Uh, first show, of course, we're going to be in that. Not including the swap meet. Because, you know, that's a dry run. Yeah. As many gnats. And we mm-hmm. really need to send them some money or they may say, no, we ain't enough for <laughs> we, we probably need to do that like tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, just tell me let's, when, man. Let's do that tomorrow, okay? okay. Remind me, let's do that I tomorrow. I will text you tomorrow morning. Because if not, you. we will be in the post office parking lot there at the end of Maggie Valley, <laughs> Soco Road. Um, uh. So you got many gnats, that's first for us. And the next show, as of right now, that we're vending at is Madison the Mountains. And, uh, uh, that's Chad Show and Go Media, Chad, and he. And that's he's, in uh, uh, West Virginia, right? That's in Be- not Beckley. That's no, it's Bluefield. Blue River. Bluefield. Bluefield, yeah. Bluefield, Bluefield, West Virginia, same city that Down for Dennis is in, and uh, that's going to be cool because that show looked like it was a home run last year. Last year was the first year they had. I think he said like four hundred or something. Damn, and a ton of minis in that. He Damn. does something really cool, uh, and it's very interesting. If I understood him right, and I hope I'm not misquoting him, but they do two different shirts: one for the mini truckers, one for the old car people. Because it's That's an open good. show. It's good because, and I think mm. Harvey, I think Dan Harv, uh, uh, Harvey, Harvey uh, from Driven is the one that does the old car show shirts, and then Graphic Disorder does the mini truck inspired ones. And, yeah. and that's pretty neat. I, I never thought about that, but that is a really cool ideal. Uh, so that's in... Peas in two crowds at once. Yeah, absolutely. That's in Bluefield. And from the pictures I've seen, that's going to be a, a trip. Uh, the picture I've seen of all the minis, it looks oh, yeah. a lot there. Well, Chad's in Extreme Lows. And, you know, that's a heavily mini truck club from, from way back in the day, too. So that's that's some high quality up there. And it's going to be very interesting. Um, so that's the next one as far as we'll be vending at. And then, in one of our favorite shows... East Tennessee Showdown. Oh, absolutely. Exciting. I mean, East Tennessee Showdown. Buy many truckers for many truckers. Well, okay. It's yeah, let's let's leave the NASCAR stuff out. God. (laughs) That makes it that makes it dropping my list. (laughs) No, in all sincerity, that show is put on by a bunch of the negative camper guys, kind of spearheaded by our buddy Justin White. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is one of the if you've not been uh, as a mini trucker, especially in this region, you really owe yourself. I mean, hell, the whole country should come. Oh, absolutely! But if you're in the mountains, oh my God, you have to go. It, it's, uh, it's a it's a real mini truck show. It's a like, real, like a legit mini truck show. Yeah, and last year, you know, we joked when we first interviewed Justin that watch it be the first show of the year. Yeah, well, turns out it was. was. Well, I mean, for it real, legitimately was the first mini truck show of the year all the way in the summer. LCD podcast now telling fortunes. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> the oracles on the mountains. <laughs> That's so not going to be a good thing, though. We're really negative. Well, so. you know, you already portray the cult stuff anyway. I love cult stuff. That's getting really, you know, fortune telling. You know, I like going to a show and nobody's sober enough to know what I'm doing, but I get to do cult stuff really far. <laughs> <laughs> no joke, though. East Tennessee Showdown, you know, we will be vending there. Uh, and we're just so honored to be a tiny, tiny part of that badass show. It's going to be a blast. It was a blast. We didn't get to go last year, but I went the two years before that, and it's awesome. Yeah. Um, for those who like to drink, there is... Yeah, well, moons. Yeah, the moonshine slush. slushies. I keep yeah. hearing about it. That's the thing that everybody That's, goes for. They, they, I don't they, care, but just, I, I will go look at trucks. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you right now. I don't wear dickies down there. It brings an interesting crowd to that part of it, but you know, you don't even see it. Well, the, it, the, 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 there's so many. There's so many trucks. In all sincerity. Uh, the quality is so high. Yeah, the quality was great. If you're year. like me and you don't drink, it doesn't matter because that won't be in your face. I'm joking about the, uh, you know, that won't be something that you really obsess about there. And, and the quality is nuts, you know, and then they have their field of dreams. 
that is like where they put the preeminent vehicles. And there's, from what I'm hearing from Justin, and we'll bring him on here in a couple of weeks. Uh, we love having him on the show. He's, he's a blast. But, you know, we might even get him in person. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. We'll see how that goes. That'd be a lot of fun. But anyway, uh, in all sincerity, that they have the field of dreams there. Their quality is just, just absolutely through the roof. And from what I hear from Justin, they're bringing in some home runs this I, year. I hope so. Yeah, I've seen some just – and from all coasts, man. I've seen stuff – uh, East Coast, West Coast. I mean, really, it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, northeast. Kind of, it's called what it is. Anything better? Anything's better in the mountains. Yeah, I like the mountains. I'm pretty like, fond I'm of it. I'm a big fan so of them. Hashtag keep it the mountains. Keep it the mountains. That's exactly so, right. So we got ETSD. We're, we're, we're been in there. Then I guess we're kind of dead for a while. You know, you've got a couple shows going on, and I'm just going down the list. Uh, you've got Camp and Drag. But yeah, that's drag. not one we're going to vend at. We may no. end up going, but Maybe. we're not going to vend there. Um, you've got friends in low places, but I don't know if, if Dan Harvey has put out any concrete information about it yet. I um, haven't seen anything, seen anything that, but they don't mean anything. Right. I, I, I suck at social media. Same. Uh, it's usually the first weekend of June, mm-hmm. but, I, but again, I don't know. Last, I don't think you even had it last year because of the COVID stuff, mm-hmm. but the year before it was in uh, Wilkesboro, North Carolina. And uh, so it's, it's just a couple hours. Then the next show would be Slamology. Slamology. Yeah, I've got that on my list too. And for those that don't know, the stereo stuff is literally like a mile away, a literal mile on the other side of the park, away from all the mini trucks. So I don't have to go listen to boots, boots, no. boots, boots the, the whole time. The mini trucks are out in the grass. Okay. And all the stereo stuff's out way on the asphalt. Huh. Gravy. I'm still not going. I, I went will. once. I probably will. It was fun. Uh, it's like a million degrees. That's the worst part, and that's why uh, I hibernate. The last the time I went, though, it was uh, real shady because it was it, it rained and we left. The last time I went was real shady too, especially downtown Indy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to downtown Indy. <laughs> I'm going to drive back. So you make a one day trip out of it, don't you? I do. What time do you leave? Like five a.m. or something. Yeah, that don't happen. <laughs> we might end up doing that from Madness in the Mountains. We'll kind of play it by ear because ah, that's what we would do. We yeah, we'll, wing it like we do everything else. Yeah, we're we're three hours away, so that's we not can a big deal. We can leave at five thirty in the morning, get there at eight thirty, unless something stupid happens. Get set up. Man, hell, it's gonna take thirty minutes for. Yeah, we can set actually up. have breakfast food then. Oh, that'd be gross. I don't do <laughs> breakfast. I do you breakfast want, for dinner. Hold on, hold on. You won't eat breakfast, but you don't eat biscuits. No, I, I don't. I, very rarely. I can eat breakfast food for all meals because it's the best. Thing. I'm just not a big biscuit fan. Really? Yeah, I just don't really like biscuits. Like sausage bacon. I like a nice shaved muffin, but I'm not really a biscuit fan. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, not a McMuffin either, huh? This kind of a sad story. It could be a McMuffin. This kind of, <laughs> <laughs> this kind of a sad story. Um, but it is a show on August 1st that I'm that I'm going to go to is, is a Larry McKeon memorial show. Yep. Not a lot of you guys may know Larry, but Larry is a brother of Mark McKeon, who is a photographer for East Coast Styles magazine. And um, Larry Larry ran Big L's graphics, and he was just one of the nicest human beings you'd ever meet. He was somebody that never seen a stranger. He always called me Brother Lee. And I don't know if that's because he was a Mason and didn't know that I wasn't, or he was just that nice of a guy, but... But, you know, he passed away earlier this year. He did. And uh, well, I guess yeah, it was right before Christmas, actually. So it, it was, was right last before year. Christmas. And his brother is doing a show and benefit for him. Um, I don't know how much details have been released on it not, yet. Not a whole lot. I, I just know, know it's in Corbin. That's I know it's I know. in Corbin, but but it's on the west side of Corbin, kind of away from the town sprawl. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's town, out like going towards Cumberland Falls. Corbin town sucks. I'm not a big fan of Corbin. Uh, I like some people from there. I don't really care for Corbin. Right. The, the original KFC was such a disappointment. I expected it to be awesome. It's just a KFC with a really creepy museum attached to it. <laughs> I mean, I expected it to be like, you know, you four-course dining. You yeah, know. you know, like 
they put the real stuff there. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Not the, it's not the I ship it in containers shit, yeah. but the good stuff. Like, they had the chickens out back. You would think, wouldn't you? Yeah. But no, no, no. They actually mix in the 47 herbs and spices and a big <laughs> vat in the back. Mm. Um, but anyway, that's in Corbin. And even if you don't like Corbin like I don't like Corbin, I wouldn't miss it. Uh, that's that's something I really thought the world of Larry. And, and God, I just losing people, man. Yeah, it's it talked about 2020. Yeah, 2020. And so far, 2021 is not starting out great either. Um, in August... You also have uh, Sparks and Sevierville. Mm-hmm. That is the Adam Tripp show down there, and Don Dizzy Davis that put on that show in Sevierville, Tennessee. Um, it's a good size show. I think they got like 200 trucks, 175, 200 trucks. That's and, a lot of trucks. Uh, yeah, and it's at the fairgrounds down there. You know, I've said before, I'm not the biggest fan of the fairgrounds, but at this point, their show is becoming big enough that it's taken the identity from anything else there. And that was my only concern about it. Anytime you use like a fairgrounds or something where there's ever show other shows at, it's hard to establish that identity. Yeah, but, like but, a, but now, well, like I'm trying to think of a good example. Oh, I, I got a good example. Okay, Mini Nance. It's held to the fairgrounds, Middletown. Yeah, but okay, but it owns that fairgrounds. That's my point. It, it absolutely, and nobody gives two shits less on what other shows might be there because they see that fairgrounds are like that's Mini Nats's showgrounds. That, that's what Mini Nats for. And I guess you know Sparks is starting to get to the level that it's taking ownership of that fairgrounds. So you know, good play to them. Uh, I hope that that growth continues because to me, Sevierville is local. You know, it's less than three hours away, but mom and dad have a house in Pigeon Forge, so mm-hmm. I can go down there and crash for a weekend, and it's and it doesn't cost me anything other than gas, and that's really cool. Uh, plus, you know, Pigeon Forge is a great place just to go play. It's it's so much fun. You know, never mind the show itself. It's that's what the original Mini Nats part of the attraction was. Is is even if your family wasn't into the truck thing, <coughs> restaurants. Yeah, they could go eat good. They could. Well, they, you know, we all go eat good at night. But like, you have the the I start to say flea markets. You have the shopping centers. <laughs> you have the go kart tracks, and you have all that mm, stuff. Well, and restaurants are the only thing that's important. God. I, I need to take you to the Brazilian steakhouse do. down there. Dude. I'm like, Dude. I want that shit raw. You bring it here blue, and I'll eat it. That Brazilian steakhouse was the best sex I ever had. <laughs> I have no doubt. Oh, God. No it doubt. was amazing. Mm. Oh. It was amazing. I'm anyway. really hungry. <laughs> I am, too. Oh, my God, I am, too. Oh, oh, I, think I, was, uh, I was at the Brazilian steakhouse the second time I went, and I was by myself, actually. It was a great day. God, it was a good day. I dropped my dad off the airport in the Tri-Cities that morning. So that morning, I dropped him off by like 830 in the morning and then i went to cracker barrel right there in that exit i ate breakfast which is a normal for me i drove down to morristown and i went to planet fitness which is kind of laughable <laughs> but it was the new one in morristown and i went and lifted there and they i tell you drug of water was illegal uh, you know I, I had that happen to me at the one in frankfurt no joke it's against said, the rules yeah i asked him flat out I said you guys i can bring this in. i said no we can't i'm like really what, what does it matter but anyway had a great shoulder day that's what i remember that day it was it was just awesome and then I went, killed a few hours, just relaxing in Pigeon Forge, and I went to the Brazilian Steakhouse at 8 o'clock that night. Man, I was ready. My oh, metabolism was up. Oh, oh I killed yeah. it. And I remember at one point, uh, the gentleman, you know, y'all dated at Brazilian Steakhouse, they bring the food out, like, on spikes and skewers, and they walk by you, and they'll let you choose what you want. And they will cut it right there at the table and give you Beautiful. as much. Or as, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> and they walk by, and you buy, like, food passes for the world. You have, like, a, ye- or a green or a red little, I don't know, like a little like a dash plaque type thing yeah. and you flip it over on your table and the waiter come by see this green and he'll bring you more food or you know if the waitress go by and it's red she'll she'll she won't bother you 
But anyway, and they float around and they see it's green. They'll come up and say, would you like this sausage? Or would you like this type of steak? Or would you like this style of chicken? Sausage would you steak. like lamb? Oh, no, the sausages are badass. <sighs> the sausages are, God, I'm, I'm going so hungry. It's going to be This is the great. food. This went from, oh my God, this went from the Mike Murray episode to the preview <laughs> episode to, God bless it, we're hungry episode. <laughs> All I can think about steak now. Oh, man, I love steak. <laughs> Me too. So anyway, um, what, what the fuck are we talking about? Oh, yeah, Brazilian Steakhouse. Yeah, this is a food episode. So anyway, I remember this dude come out. I was so funny. And was doubly funny is an older man. He was a Brazilian man. Yeah. And uh, he was, I didn't know it at the time, but he's actually on the brochure. Brochure? Brochure? I never can say that brochure. word. Brochure. He's on the literature for the restaurant. <laughs> and, and like his picture. So I don't know if he's an owner, a part owner or what. But he come by with a ribeye. And he's like, and I'm going to do a kill a Brazilian accent here, obviously. Like, you like a ribeye? And I'm like, yes, I would. He's like, how do you like your ribeye? Best cut of meat there is. And I said, rare. And it's like, just a pause. He's like, rare? I'm like, yes, sir. He said, rare, rare. I said, yes, sir. He said, you, you eat steak like man. <laughs> I eat steak rare. You like bloody rare? I said, yes, sir, I do. He said, I go make you a steak. He goes to the damn kitchen. He comes back a few minutes later. He's like, I bring you a whole steak. Here, you have a rare. And he gives me the whole ribeye, not just a tiny piece. And he said, Cut into you know, cut into steak. See you see if you like rare. And it was perfect. It was beautiful. Oh, and it, wonderful. it tasted like butter and it was just amazing. Oh, my deliciousness. There's a ribeye's best. Five coming. minutes later, yeah. this waiter comes back with the chef. Yeah. No joke. Yeah. No joke. Yeah. And I'm sitting there by myself yeah. in this crowded night. And he said, I want to see man that eats steak like man. He said, You honor me by eating rare steak. You know how to eat ribeye. He said, I eat ribeye. And then they're talking and they're like, Hey, this is how I eat. This is how we eat. And he's like, You eat steak like a man. And I'm just like, Fuck yeah, I do. I'm a man, goddammit. it. <laughs> and I remember, I remember looking over at this other table, and there's like this dude and his wife, and he looks so ashamed. And I looked down at his little piece of meat, and it's all, you know, just cooked and gray. Oh, gross. And they're like, he steaks like man. I want to see men eat steak like man. And God. Oh, goddamn right, I'm a man. <laughs> Uh, I'm so hungry. The I am too. I'm so hungry right now. All do I can... we have more shows to talk about? <laughs> oh, my God. I think we got a whole year. Are we going to do a part three? Let's just do part three. Let's do part three. I'm so hungry. That's it. All right. We stopped at Sparks and Sevierville. <laughs> my wife made, made ribeye. And ribeye. we're not doing it in order. There's a few more. Because, let's see. God, August is going to be crazy, dude. You got Larry McKeon's show. Mm-hmm. You got Sparks and Sevierville. Huh. Technically, you got Hoodlums and the Hollers, once we mentioned earlier. And that's not a show that our crowd really goes to, but it's a really good show in August. And that's something, if it happens to be the off weekend, we may look into. You got Down for Dennis, which is also the it's, same it's weekend. It's a big show. Yeah, great show. But that may be you and one of the JV teams going, because mm-hmm. I'm going to Slambury in Oklahoma. That's a, that's which a tor- I would love to go back to Down for Dennis. Tornadoes. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but I'd really like to go. And Jimmy Broll is the guy that puts it on. He's the one that's fixing my billet wheels. Nice. Yeah, pretty. which I need to get off my ass and send them in the mail. Uh, Revolution, the Kentucky show. Yes, we'll, we'll be there too. Yeah, we'll definitely be there. Uh, and then you jump right into Peace Together in September. Mm-hmm. That's a local show too. It's an hazard. It's just J.R. Hendrickson's show. And, and, and I don't know, does he still have the Bonsai affiliation with the show? I don't I, know. I guess. I don't, I don't know. really know how that I works. I assume so. But I think it's a Bonsai show. Uh, but J.R. really busts his ass in that show. He does an awesome job, and I'm really excited. That'd be one of the... One of the few times you get to hear me DJ this year, you know, since I've kind of backed away from that. But you get to hear me act like I'm spinning the ones and twos when I'm really just hitting some buttons and not. Hitting play and walking away. Hitting, hitting play and walking away and getting <laughs> sidetracked. Um, they've announced the dates for Slammed Enough. 
what in Sevierville. When's it in? October 2nd and 3rd. Oh. Yeah, that works great for me. Because usually it's right – or last year it was right there at the beginning of September, and that would have been tough. See, last year I went from Revolution. I went home and unpacked, yeah. and then I drove straight down, and See, I spent the week there. I'm pretty sure last – was it last year that it was during uh, Crank It Up? Yeah, and I couldn't go. Mm-mm, two years ago. Last year was the beginning of September. That's right. You didn't right. do Crank It Up last year. I did not. When is Crank right. It Up? Well, Dude, I can, I can are you going to be doing it this year? I'm, if, if the Apple Festival happens, I will be doing Crank when It Up. When is the Apple Festival normally? I want to say it's the first weekend, but it might, might be the second weekend. So you're going to miss it again? Probably, if, if that's what happens. Because if I don't do it, then it dies, period. I understand that. No, yeah. I understand that. And I'm sorry. I wish I could be there to support you. <laughs> I really I do. Don't, I really don't remember when it but is. But you know what? Uh, Bagged Ferraris. Bagged, you got me there. Bagged Lotus like of Spirits. But I should have at least 50 to 70 legit stereo vehicles. If it is not that weekend... Not I, only I maybe it's a second weekend. I will come and support you in any way possible, including setting up the LCD booth. Or hell, I'll DJ for you if you need some background music. I, oh, I wouldn't. Well, want, I wouldn't want I, me either. It's okay. I, I'm always about making things look professional. <laughs> what? No, my stuff's really janky. I, I I am the flea market of, of car stereo shows. Dude, I think that should literally be your tagline. <laughs> the flea market of car yeah. stereo shows. That's so, right. Yeah. Anyway, this has been a long ass episode, man. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm know, starvingly. I'm starving. I'm starving, Shay. It's a lot I'm, lighter than I want it to my be. My wife's sending me pictures of food now. Like yum yum food or <laughs> food. Oh, that's after, that's gonna be afterwards. But okay, she, she made ribs, barbecue ribs. Who? What? Yeah, I don't. I, unless they're done in an actual barbecue restaurant, I hate ribs. They have to be. They have smoked. to be. Yeah, smoked for a long time. I, well, I'm gonna disagree with you there. Nothing's grosser to me than country ribs. Oh, I love country ribs. Ooh, I like all forms of ribs. I remember right off the end. This has it. literally become the food episode. I know. <laughs> okay, well we'll end it in this best restaurant you've ever ate at. Tell the best food store you've ever ate at ever. On a trip, on a show trip. I don't give a Best shit. Best restaurant, man. Yeah, but it has to, my life. But it has to be has to be in a show trip. Oh, right, I went to Slamology. Mm-hmm. We was there for like six hours. We was there all day. Yeah, it's blistering sunlight. I'm pasty. Well, my buddy Ellis is pasty. Mm. Uh, guess what we didn't put on? Sunscreen. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. So here we are sitting in the middle of uh, what was it? Outback. Blistered. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Bright red. They haven't had anything to drink all day because a drink there's like seven bucks. Oh my god! So it's like Dollywood. Yeah, it's it's, it's just gotcha. like that. Uh, wow, that is the most white trash thing I've ever done. I literally just draw that comparison to Dollywood. <laughs> I didn't say Disney World. I didn't say Bush Gardens. No, if, or it sea Disney, World. if it was Disney World, it'd be ten bucks. Oh well, fair enough then. <laughs> and they'll take your children. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But we were sitting there, so sunburnt and starving that we couldn't eat our food. Oh my god! Yeah, because we was that miserable. It oh lips everything. No, I know how that feels when you've been out in the sun all day. It also just takes the hunger away from it you. It does, but you're starving at the same time. But it's, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it, and you're miserable. Oh. The whole ride home is miserable. That's why I really need to start wearing sunscreen. You've left like nine bottles in my trucks over the last year. You should see me. I have at my house. Oh my god! I have like a, a whole drawer filled. I know we're missing a million things tonight, but let's wrap it up and go get some food. Oh, let's get some food. Oh, well, God, if you made it through this one, you have made it through almost two hours and 45 minutes. Yeah, we're way up there. We're over two and a half hours in this one. Mike Murray's the longest show ever. The, the Mike Murray's the longest show ever. Is yeah. this the longest show ever? It I is. Got a point. So we've got some great guests lined up. We're not going to spoil any yet, but we've got a great guest lined up for pretty much every week for the next couple of weeks. Now, 
I don't think we're going to be doing one next week. We're not. Because you got Valentine's Day coming up, and honestly, I may end up going down to After Dark. Uh, Dad and I have talked about it. We may end up bouncing down there. We're going to see. As long as you send me pictures. Oh, of course. Absolutely, man. And uh, it's going to be a hell of a drive. We looked into flying. Uh, mom don't want to have to fly in the pandemic, and I'm not going to be able to beat my mom in that one. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, this is going to be a hell of an episode, and it's Thursday, so we're two hour, or two days after Mike's. I hope we didn't forget to address anything important other than it's, me it's putting the, my foot in my mouth. I'm so hungry. I'm so hung- I'm so hungry. Let's just go eat food. God, let's go eat microwave Chinese food. <laughs> For my co-host Shay Mullins, I am LMC. If you have liked what you listened to, oh my God, we forgot one really obvious thing. What we do have to address, we pulled the name late oh, Tuesday night. Yes. Oh. So yes, we do have to do this, and then we're bouncing because um, hungry. The uh, we've literally talked about food for an hour and a half. We have. We might as well be a let's go commercial. Now we use random picker. Mm-hmm. So we did. that it was fair. Yeah, and absolutely because that's one thing that nobody can say we ran it a hundred times before we got a result we liked or anything like that. Yeah. which is kind of an ironic now, result. Uh, if if you, we even posted the link for the audit and trail and all that BS. If you, if you shared it, but if you shared it privately, there's no way for yes. us to tell that you shared it. Absolutely. Shay's 100% right. That's the thing is we had 26 shares, uh, and I expect that number to spike a little bit this time around. But we had 26 shares, but we can only see 20 of them. Yes. Because just because you share it, if you've clicked private or to your friends only, I don't have any friends. Literally. I have Shay. I have Chris. I have... A girl named Sarah, that's my vet tech in Virginia, and that's it. That's my only three friends on Facebook, and, and I don't want any more because I suck at it because I wouldn't know what to do with them. <laughs> so, but if I'm not your friend, I can't see it if you share it to friends. So, if Shay's not your friend, mm-hmm. sorry, go ahead. Yeah, if, if, if it's not, you have to set it on public when you go to share it, guys. You set it on public, then we can see all of it, and then we know yeah. that we can add you to the list. Yeah, that that's the guaranteed way to get it. So, yes, there were six people that we missed in this drawing, and we are sorry but, but there's only so much we could do. And that morning, I even put up, said, if you don't think you made the list, send us a screenshot where you shared, and I'll go ahead and throw you in. There was a couple of people, and I got everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, I got everybody that I, that I could see, and I got everybody that messaged me. But there was still only 20 names. Yep. So we missed six people, and I feel awful for that. Now, the winner of this past week is Mike Murray. Yeah, it was. So, and I, 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 it's so we literally ran it that night after interviewing him, and he won the chance to get the ticket. Our plan is slash was – to do a trivia question live on YouTube. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. We're kind of running into a little bit of scheduling issues, so we're going to try and cram that in at the first of next week, I guess. We'll, we'll try. So they may step on, and if not, we'll reevaluate it, maybe just throw them all in a pool at the end of it, or maybe do live questions in. I don't know. We'll figure out something. Or Trivia War. Trivia War is kind of neat, actually. Right. Right. You know, Trivia, trivia War is kind of neat. Yeah, right. We need to we need to work on that, and that's the beautiful thing of it. Like we said, we said the rules are subject to change, and that may be because of timing. Mm-hmm. That may be a rule subject to change thing. Uh, but no, Mike Murray is the first pick. So one way or the other, he's going to have the opportunity to compete for the giveaway tickets, which we are giving away April first. Our goal is to have up to six people involved in that. Mm-hmm. If we can't, then. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. It's, <laughs> it's, it's free. It's it ain't free. it ain't costing you nothing. <laughs> and uh, so, tell your friends to share it now. Now, keep in mind that it only goes for one vehicle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the uh, uh, so like if you've got like two people that share a vehicle, we can't let two people in the final draw. That's just not fair. Yeah, it's not. Uh, and we want to try and spread it out as much as we possibly can. Because if so, you get Bubby Joe and Jimmy Sue to share <laughs> and you're all using the same vehicle. 
Sorry, if you got three, 10, 15 people, same vehicle, it's one. The, uh, you know, um, and, and that's just to keep it fair. Yeah, it's totally only is. It's only fair. Well, I don't want nobody to have advantage. Because then at that f- point, it becomes what's known as a weighted random pick. Yeah, because, it's you know, This one truck is now has two chances or four chances or whatever, and we just can't do that, guys. So so kind of use a little discretion there and stuff. Again, this is just for fun. Um, and uh, no matter what, in the final round, it doesn't matter how many times you enter, how many people we have entered for you, it just will literally just be one entry per vehicle, period. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more than fair. I think it is too. Um, I mean, it is a free ticket. We make it is free. Rules. Again, yeah, it's not like y'all pay or anything. Um, God, we sound like assholes. We do. We do. Yeah, but, you know. But it, it, there's a point behind it. We want everybody to have a chance. You know, We're John, trying to be fair. Jonathan Butler is the one that provided us with this ticket. Now, it wasn't free. Um, I traded some stuff and bought some stuff and sold my soul. <laughs> but, but luckily for Butler, we have that extra ticket. And I'm really excited that we can do this. And, you know... We can go ahead and say what the other ticket's going for, because at this point he's added it himself. Oh, he has. He has. Add the mini nats. We will have the one, the only schizophrenia at our booth. Jamie Kelly, the radical bed dancing S10, uh, assuming that they still let us in at the nats. <laughs> if we're not in the parking lot looking in, yeah, we really got to send them some money. <laughs> we really do. Yeah, uh, Jason, if you're listening, I swear the check is in the mail. <laughs> no joke. At our booth, at the LCD booth at the Mid Truck Nationals in Maggie Valley in April. Jamie Kelly and the bed dancing schizophrenia will be set up right beside it. So and if, if you're not, you get to meet you know, Jamie, and Jamie is one of the wildest, coolest Piece of history, guys. man. I mean, it he really and is. his truck himself are icons in the low rider slash really mini truck world. I can't wait to see him dance it at night. Oh, can't wait to see it. God, Chris imagine dance. that thing. Oh, it's gonna be sweet. You know, seeing the bed dancers last year was fucking awesome. Oh, but imagine seeing Jamie's going down the strip with the bed spinning and the fire oh, and shit. This is so cool. Yeah, it's going to be fun, man. So sweet. It's going to be fun. <laughs> going home. For my co-host, Shay Mullins, I'm LNC. You listened to over two and a half hours of the 2021 Preview Part 2 slash Mike Murray episode. And we'll catch you in a couple weeks, guys. I love cold. I didn't ask you to say, I didn't ask you to say that no, yet. No, you don't have Are to. you really you, sing it? Yeah, because I, I want everybody to know that I love Colts. Oh, God, just like a... I'm, and you may see me this year in a cult robe. Just like a Chinese-made, socially distanced, Cracker Barrel rocking chair. We'll see you in our virtual porch next time. Lord, you went and done it again. You made it through another hour or two of listening to them hillbillies telling them good old front porch stories. You and don't worry none at all. Them boys will be back faster in a black bear winter, pert near in a week or two. Until then, hope to see y'all back around these parts soon. <laughs>